I know nothing except for all Rick just told me was that, did I ever tell you about the time that I hid from my shrink? I can never remember <laughs> if I if these are stories that I've actually, and I have to apologize, I, I feel like I'm all, uh, like I'm all a little mush mouth today. We are like my all... brain is not quite synced. It's like when you're driving your car and it's rattling a little bit, you know, and it's like everything's working, but the car's kind of going, and so rattling. I would Not that you would know at all what that's like. That's kind of how my brain and my mouth are today. They're They're kind of connected, but I feel like maybe the timing belt the, the belt connecting my brain and my mouth is sort of like... <laughs> kind of mashing your engine and then Braying. leaving. And then you're going to leave it in Olympia? Compressing my thoughts into a small cube that I will sell for $200 to oh a scrapyard. Oh, my God. No, we both are... I didn't realize, Rick, that we've been sitting here for like an hour and a half. Yeah. Did you know that? Yes, yes. I had no... Like, I forget how much, like, we sit and, like, ramble and talk. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, we need to do the show. It's and without almost... some external force to, like, force you to start the show on time, you just oh end up... Oh, my God. Can we go sit in a room for an hour and have somebody scream at us? Yeah. <sighs> Right. Hello, my name is Sarah Dillon, and I'm here with my friend Rick Emerson. This is Fun Employment Radio. Uh, Greg is out uh, at CES. I think it's finally over, so he's going to be flying back today. But I've been joined by an array of friends this past week. And to round out the week is indeed my dear bud, Rick Emerson. Wait, Hello. Who, in what room are we going to where somebody's screaming at us? What? Wait, what? You just said, can we go sit in a room for an hour and have somebody scream at us? Oh, when we went to Chris Paddock's room. Oh, that's right. Okay. Yeah. Ah, yes. Oh, sorry. I thought we were talking so, about the same thing. All coming back to me now. No, okay. and then that um, I don't even remember the old white man who would come and yell at me about they're how all old white they're men, all Sarah. old white men. The guy, I remember who came in, he's like, "Do you not know how to count?" <sighs> remember when he was yelling? Like oh, yeah. when he did that, that was yeah. so humiliating. Yes. Oh. I've managed to repress most of those memories. My, no, I squashed them I down. I didn't. I remember that. I'm like, oh boy, that tiny was... marble-sized <laughs> ball of dark matter and hate. Weighs more than a white dwarf. Oh, it's so weird to drive by that um, where the studio was and just see the Max trucks. Yeah, it's kind of satisfying though, isn't it? It is. Yeah. Remember how that building was here, and then they destroyed it and <laughs> salted the earth so nothing would grow here ever again. And then they buried the skulls of their enemies and burned down the homes in which their families lived. Those were good times. Good times, great oldies. Right. So I, but I can never remember if I. <laughs> I love. <laughs> I love it because Rick, uh, Rick always comes in with his list, and he's like, "Did I talk about this Could or I this?" Tell you, I just become some low rent Andy Rooney about. Can I just? By the way, it's just yes. a side note. So, um, uh, also, what is what is that on the back of that paper? Oh well, what is happening? Here's the thing. I don't know why I think of Todd Workoven whenever I whenever I look at this, but uh, it seems like the sort of thing he would appreciate. So, do you know that place, Scrap? Downtown. Yes. So scrap is awesome. That's a. It's sort of like a scrap is like a. Um, like you can buy like repurposed. It's like, like a goodwill, but just for like arts and crafts. Although that's that's not even. But that's not even the good way to describe Jen it. Jen works there, right? Uh, I, I think she volunteers. Yeah, volunteers there. there yeah. So scrap. It's a, So it's like a. It's like a thrift store, but this doesn't. This does it a total disservice. For when I say like art stuff, like I don't just mean paper. It's like. Uh, it, so it's anything that you could conceivably make like an art project out of. So a lot of it is just, like office supplies or weird like industrial supplies or like so like there's this company because people make up go there and it's all dirt cheap because I think it's a nonprofit and so you can go there yeah. and just buy stuff to make like sort of weird artistic whatever out of or costumes or like Halloween crap. So like there's a company that made there's some company that made like ping pong balls and literally they had a whole batch that came out wrong where they were sort of dented. And so they just donated them. So the last time I was at Scrap, seriously, the last time I was there, there was a box, like a huge bin of like five thousand ping pong balls, 
Did you get some of them? I didn't because I really. I, I mean, mean, I, I don't know what I'd do with them, but you kind of want to. Right? Yeah. That's the thing. And it was like, and they were like $5 for like 10 pounds or like some insane, like however many <laughs> that is, like thousands of them. And, um, uh, and, you know, or you'll go and there'll be like a box of like dented binder clips or something or just. You know, or like, uh, here's a bunch of mismatched yarn, and there'll be just crates of it. Wow! And, and they sell it all just for like next to nothing. So it's like it's like the bins, but just for things that are sort of like for art projects. Okay, that's really cool. So like, I'm kind of because I've fan. always heard of it. I've never been to it you, though. You need to go there. It's, okay. And there's never the same thing twice because again, so much of it is because I think it's all donated. And there's like a lot of I mean, and there's stuff like there'll be like a box of like mismatched zippers or whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, but so I'm a big fan of. I'm a, like I'm a sucker for office supplies and sort of like uh, like exciting kinds of paper. So if there's like paper that is like really nice or thick or sparkly or some interesting color, like I'll get that. And I don't even know what I'm going to use totally it for. Agree, but yeah. I'm a sort of, but I but I print a lot of paper at home. I know that we live in a paperless society, which is not oh, true. Whatever. There's no like people like the paperless office of that like that doesn't that doesn't maybe that exists somewhere, but it doesn't work for me. Like I can't like if I'm editing something or proofreading something. I can edit and proofread on a laptop. Yeah. I prefer not to. I prefer I to... like having notes and I like having things handwritten. Exactly. Yep. I print it out and I got a big old second grader, mm. you know, second grade teacher red pen and I put it on a clipboard and I go through it and I proofread it and correct it by hand all my if I have to do that with anything. So, anyway, but so I print... <laughs> We're just going to call this uh, this episode we're old. <laughs> like, I don't like that newfangled. I know cuz Greg will be like, "Oh, well, I just put it in the calendar." And I'm like, "Why don't you make notes on your phone?" I'm like, what? Notes on my phone. Notes on my no, phone. No, I've got like, a, I mean, I've got like an old ass, like a Franklin Covey planner, basically, yep. but I'm still. <laughs> I have my little spiral ring notebook. No, I am ancient and I'm okay with that. It's <laughs> when the apocalypse comes and you all are trying to find gas generators so you can, you know, so you can snap face or whatever it is, whatever. <laughs> I, I'm face so old, I can't chat. even make, I can't even come up with funny terms to describe I what kids know. are messaging I on don't these know. days. I have a, I have an Android that barely works. I, yeah. I don't know. I, uh, anyway, so but I, I go through paper, and paper <laughs> is like printer paper is like crazy expensive, like way more than it needs to be. Yeah. When you consider that it's, I mean, not like the planet has a shortage of trees and whatever. And so, uh, so I, I would, I was like just spending all this money printing out paper, and then I was like at scrap. They had paper where it was. So it was basically, and so it's like they get a lot of stuff from schools where like the end of the school year comes and there'll be like a bunch of supplies that were kind of used or partially, like there'll be somebody, like I went in there at one point and somebody had donated like 500 bottles of like half used Elmer's glue. So it was like half full bottles of Elmer's glue. Whoa. Like five, and it was, you know, it was like, they were like 10 cents each. So. I but, want to go to this magical place. It's it's awesome. You need to go there. And yeah. so there was, but somebody had donated like the boxes, it must've been a school, boxes and boxes and boxes of really, like, thick, nice, quality, uh, like, high-contrast printer paper. But the catch was, they're like, it's printed on one side. Yeah. So, like, one side is blank, so you can't really use it for anything, like, businessy or professional. But if you just need to, like, print stuff out or have scratch paper or whatever at home. And it was $3 for 1,500 sheets or something. Oh, that's fact, a Rick Emerson deal. I think, no, no, no. In fact, I think I've got it backward. I've got it backward. It wasn't three for 1,500. It was $1.50 for 3,000 sheets. <laughs> So I bought 6,000 sheets. I bought two crates. I bought six. You put down your three crisp $1 bills. I did. I was, <laughs> I mean, and it's like you almost feel like you should give them more somehow. But I gave, I was like, $3, good sir. And I got 3,000 sheets of paper. Oh, wow. Um, Wait, or 6,000. What did I just say? You said $1.50 for 3,000. You said $1.50 for 3,000 sheets. And then you got yeah. 6,000. So I got yeah. 6,000, which is like. By the way, that's a that's heavy like a motherfucker. That's a lot of paper. So I got six thousand <laughs> sheets of paper for three dollars, which doesn't even sound real. Uh, but the catches—they're all printed uh, on one side, and 
so about every hundred pages or so, the design will change. And so for some section, I think they must have just for an entire school year, it must have been like they were going to recycle it. Yeah. And then finally they're like, fuck that. Let's just give it away. That's nice. Good. So, uh, so you can sort of, it's like counting the rings in a tree. You can track the progress of the school year by what's on the backside of the paper. So I think part of this must have been from like a phys ed class or as they, they, as they actually call it now in schools, they don't call it phys ed anymore. By the they way, don't? I'm like so off point and I'm only 10 seconds into the show. I know, that's today. great. And, and people don't even know what I was referencing, uh, which is great. We have yet to. <laughs> I know. So now I'm actually riffing on a thing no one even understands or has seen. <laughs> yeah, this this is, podcasts are really good at, at visuals. <laughs> this is why I couldn't keep a job. This you are I... doing just fine. Are you kidding me? You've been like such a trooper all morning. I have not. It's so true. behind the scenes, I have not been feeling well. And so Rick's been kind of hanging out with me while. Sarah's all gassy. She doesn't want to say it. I'm not feeling good. Yeah, I, I overdid it on the. I, I ate way too much food way too quickly. And I did not feel well. But um, all right. So we're talking so, to Rick because he had. There's a small child on the back of his paper. For those who. Yes. Well, let's <laughs> phrase it exactly that way. For those who just joined us. So, uh, so, I, so instead of physical education now, uh, schools call their PE class kinetic wellness. I'm not making what? it up. I'm not making it up. Public schools now in a lot of states, including, I believe, parts of Oregon, they will call their PE class kinetic wellness, which is, you know. What the fuck? That doesn't, America. Because is, is physical, physical education, like, not inclusive enough I, or something? I, I have, I honestly, you know that somebody was offended by that. I honestly have no idea if it was because somebody would offend, got offended or just somebody in management needed to, like, plant their flag and here's the thing Americans Americans are never happier than when they are like coming up with like when they are making language softer and more vague and completely incomprehensible oh yeah when they're coming up with the term you have to go what does that mean kinetic kinetic wellness because kinetic is like movement or whatever oh okay so kinetic wellness but that's just but that doesn't Americans for I I don't know when that's bizarre I don't mean to turn this into like some like, like ninth you know, some some ninth, uh, you know, tier Jerry Seinfeld routine. But like when, like the word wellness is a thing we all latched onto. Like when they start calling a hospital a wellness center. A wellness center, If it's yeah. full of sick people, it's not a wellness center. <laughs> uh, it's a center it's full a of sickness center. death and fungus. Uh, anyway, <laughs> so for part of the school year, whoever donated this paper, the, par, a lot of this paper must have been used for PE classes or whatever. And so about every hundred pages or so, the design on the back will change. And I think what they were is they were sheets that they printed out and they gave to kids to teach them, like, think. it's sort of like low-impact ways to not be just a big blubber pile. Uh, and so with this, with this, uh, I, I'm, I'm assuming intentionally androgynous, uh, sort of, it, like, it's a sort of like child version of It's Pat. Uh, I see. And so each, like, about every hundred pages, it's got a different diagram oh, of a child yeah. doing an exercise move. And the exercise moves all have these awkward things. Oh, it's this nice paper, by the way. Yeah, see, it's great. See, mm-hmm. if, and the other side is totally yeah, that's whatever. good. So, uh, so this, uh, let's see. So this is from... Stand up straight with both feet on the ground and arms raised high on each side. And so what is the name of this exercise, Sarah? It says at the top. <sighs> oh, no. Pudding shake. Pudding shake? Yeah. Oh, and and it shows, no. and again, it shows this sort of. Uh, well, you, this is just a child. This is a gen- yeah, a non-gender specific child doing a pudding shake, which is basically just wiggling around. Yeah, it is. and that's an exercise now. Stand up straight. Apparently, this is the benchmark for child wellness. Now it's like we're so stand up straight and put your arms over your head and wiggle. Fortnite has like robbed children of so much muscle tone that now the exercise is: can you just waggle a hand? Oh man! Can you arch an eyebrow? Like kids these days are so. 
Can you rock back and forth, you know, gently in place even? Anything. Oh, God. Can you just put down your phone for what one second? What if we second? make you reach for a taco? Uh, anyway, yeah, so on the back, so uh, so there was, like, the last uh, the last hundred sheets of paper I went through, like, the exercise in the back was called, like, bean wobble or something. Like, it made no sense. And oh, then there's, man. And then there's one from a science class that's like, how to grow a pineapple. And it's a whole thing about how to grow a pineapple so inside your house. So you're learning and you got exactly. cheap paper. Exactly. I've got cheap paper <laughs> so I can indulge my tightwad tendencies and also I'm learning how to be a Have you done grader. any of the exercises on the back? No, but it, I mean... You I was kind gonna, of tempted to do the pudding shake. I was going to advise that you do the pudding shake, but today might not be the right Today's time Today's not the day. I feel like I'm doing a pudding shake on my insides. What? <laughs> that sounds gross. It I is gross. Even... I feel gross. <laughs> I don't even. Uh, so I don't even know what we. What were we talking about? Oh, the on uh, my list of. I don't know. Yeah, your list. So yeah, I'm sorry because you picked up your list and then I saw the small child on the back of your paper. Yes, yes exactly. I got distracted by that. Carry pictures just, because uh, it is odd. If I'm just looking, I'm like, all right. There's no, just... it's weird. I sometimes yeah. and I sometimes forget that it's there. So I got yeah. I mean, and I'm going to be using this paper like for the rest of my life because I got six thousand sheets of it. I oh mean, yeah, that's and a, you're going to you know, like start to forget about it, and you're going to be in public and like reading something. And... Yeah, I'll be giving you know, I'll be speaking <laughs> at you know, speech, yeah, speaking at the Carnegie Institute and be like, and anyway, and then the back it'll be. Some some kid doing a, a pig in a blanket shake. thing or something. Oh my god! Um, so I can never remember what I've talked about here and what I've just sort of. Oh well, tell me and I can let you know. Well, so I uh, the only I don't even know why why I don't even know how this came up, but I uh, we were talking about shrinks or something. Oh we yeah, I was yeah we that. were talking about shrinks and then I was saying how I think uh, I should probably go see one again at some point because I because so I hadn't uh, so it's been a while since I've seen my shrink because I had all this. Just a whole bunch of nonsense going on uh, last year or whatever, and so mm. I and so I re- and so I got this this automated alert or whatever saying like, "Hey, crazy guy, it's been a while. <laughs> Hope you haven't killed anybody." How's that brain of yours? Exactly. <laughs> it's uh, unless you're in prison, we you should probably come to see us. And it's uh, oh man, I, they must get some. There must be some automated system that like alerts them when certain patients have passed some period of time. You know, and they haven't seen them in a while. Oh right? yeah. Like I'm sure there's guys who are like on probation. Where it's like they got to go to like some twelve step meeting or go to a shrink or something as part of their parole, and I'm sure if like they don't show up, like there's a flag, like you know he hasn't been in in thirty days, we should you know like revoke his revoke his parole, and I think for me there's probably just a flag that pops up that says you know that tells them just like to be watching the news or something because I <laughs> so I got this thing from the shrink saying they got to, but my shrink so my shrink first of all is awesome he's fantastic he's a great guy um, he has although his voice when he talks he sounds exactly like Alan Arkin who was. So he was the uh, no no offense to my shrink. Alan Arkin was the uh, he was the heroin using grandfather in Little Miss Sunshine, uh, and he was in Glengarry Glen Ross. But he's this sort of <gasps> oh he was just at the Golden Globes. He's like ninety something. Yeah, now, yeah. Because he's on because he's on not Modern Family. I always think everybody's on he Modern was on Family that the something not. project the um, that new movie with Michael Douglas. Yes. I can't remember. Yeah, that uh, <laughs> that and thing. That thing. Anyway, but so my so my shrink sounds. Exactly like Alan Arkin when he talks, so it's like I always have. These I weird... love his voice. And oh. so anyway, how are you doing today? It's uh, it's, it's good to have you back in. And it's it's like it's so I get all these weird. Was Alan Arkin the dad in um, Edward Scissorhands? Uh, yes, I believe he was. Okay, I believe he was. I just randomly put that together. I'm not entirely sure. Yeah, but I think that, he's that, like that he's sounds... like oh Edward. Yeah, yeah. and he's uh, that sounds that sounds like it's true. So anyway, sure. uh, so my shrinks are a great guy, but it's like uh, but I. But it's one of those things, like, like remember when you were growing up and you would see, like, I grew up in a really small town, so it's like, a, like we would go out and it was, like, you know, and it was like uh, we were Catholic, and so every Friday we would go to Skippers, and because that's what you do when you're Catholic, and also a hick, uh, and fish so, Fridays, right? And it's just, just like you know, and it, I thought it was the height of luxury or whatever, and so we would, but we would go to like Skippers, and there's only one, 
and because it was a tiny Catholic town and there's one skippers or whatever, like it, the odds were high that I would see some of the teachers from my Catholic school there. And it's always weird to see your teacher like not in the class when you're oh, growing yeah. up. But when you see a teacher at a supermarket or, to, you know, like at a restaurant or something and it seems wrong. No, I know because when I'm with my mom and she has, you know, in Bremerton and she has so many past students, they always have that look on their face whenever they see her. They're yeah. like, hello, like it's this, what are like, you doing here? I mean, it's like, I mean, it's just, it's weird. It's like, I mean, it's just, it's like, uh, it's like, it would be just like seeing an elephant just like on the roof of a house. <laughs> and you're just like, well... These are things that shouldn't exist in proximity to one another. Uh, and so, like, we would see the nuns, like, sometimes in their street clothes. And it was just, so it was just, like, screw with your head. And you weren't quite sure how to deal. And they would say, hello, Richard, how are you today? And it was like, and you didn't know how to deal with them. Like, you know how to deal with them in the context of the classroom. Yeah. But if you, in some other social situation, you're like, well, do I say hello? Do I say hello, miss whatever, or sister whatever? Do I just wave? Do I? Yeah. What? Anyway, and so, like. This is like a few years ago now, but so I was on, because I've had the same shrink for like forever. And um, when I was on, I want to say it was like Belmont, because there's like a St. Cupcake or something there. So I want to say it was like near the St. Cupcake on, on Belmont, but it was like some mm. store. It's like, it was like a little stationary store or something at the time. And so. I know exactly what you're talking about, yeah. But I was like walking on Belmont, and I was just like, whatever, just walking to buy something or go someplace or whatever. And it's like a Saturday, and as I'm walking along, I'm, like, I'm just walking down the street, and then, and then there's my shrink is walking toward me. Like he's was out he by with, himself? Or no, was with he... his kid. He's like out with his son or whatever. Yeah. Uh, and so he, it's like a Saturday and whatever. My shrink's allowed to go engage in commerce. <laughs> he's allowed to have a life. Allowed to go. He's allowed to go purchase goods and services with his <laughs> progeny. And so he and his kid are walking the street, and I see him, and it was like, it's like my own personal Larry David moment, where suddenly I'm like, well, I don't. How do I? What? What do I do? Do I say <laughs> hello? Do I? Well, because honestly, it's like if you see your shrink, and especially if he's with his kid, it's like, yeah. I honestly, even now, I don't know the protocol. It's like, do I say hello? So what did you do? Do I say? Yeah. Because it's like, it's his off day. And I'm, you know, don't get me wrong. I'm crazy. But I'm not like totally crazy, but some of his patients probably are. And so he probably, he, you know, if you're a shrink and you see a patient on the street, it's probably a mixed bag of like, well, is this guy? Because I'm sure that if, I'm sure that it's like if you're a doctor and you're, you know, people know you're a doctor, they want to ask you all kinds of weird questions at every party that you go to or whatever. Hey, look at this rash. Does it seem infected or You whatever? just described every, like, <clears throat> holiday at my parents' house. Right. Like, exactly. everybody who comes with it, like, to ask my dad something, they're like, what does this look like to you? This. Is this gout? Uh, yep. Uh, and so, uh, and, and, you know, and so I imagine if you're, I, I imagine if, if you're a shrink, probably if you run into your patients in public, probably some of them overstep their boundaries and they, they want to pull you aside for a second and say, like, hey, so I've been feeling kind of down about whatever. And it's which is awkward, right? Yeah. It's like, I don't want to be that. You know, and so I, my whole thing, I actually don't this. Sometimes people think that I'm sort of like that I that I enjoy conflict or whatever, but I don't. I don't. I don't enjoy conflict or awkwardness in my personal. Oh, God, no. Interactions so much so that I will go out of my way to just make sure that I'm not going to make anybody else uncomfortable. <laughs> so I was so I had this. I see my shrink walking toward me with this kid and he hasn't seen me yet. And in my head, I'm doing this whole. Do I say hello? Do, do I just like you don't see him? Do I do that yeah. like do I do that like raising the eyebrows, tight lip smile people do in the hallway at the office? Jim, you know, where oh, you're just sort of yeah. on the way to the water cooler. And then it's like if you see him again, do you do the same do thing? I run at him and hug him? <laughs> do I just say, you know, Dr. Smith or whatever as I'm walking by and just you know, or, or do I not even acknowledge him? And then will and then it's like, well, will he think I'm being rude? This, by the way, is why I have a shrink. Yeah. Because <laughs> this is all like in a half a second. I'm just, and so what do I do? I just duck into the stationery store. I'm like, I'll avoid the whole thing. So I just, 
He's coming to the street. I do that same thing at the supermarket all the time. Right. I just duck down an aisle. I'm like, I don't know how to handle the situation. I'm just going to hide. If you see somebody you know, you're just like, I'll just stay over here by the rice. That's just it. I know because it's not like you have anything against them, but I don't feel like talking. I don't know what I'm right. supposed to do. Like, do I have to stand there for a few minutes? Can I just say hi? And is it rude if you just say hi, if you just do the wave? And this right here, like behind a microphone, is the only time in my life when I'm not a complete social wreck. So, because the mm. rest of my life, people talk to me and I just kind of go, <laughs> you know, and I turned into Beaker from the Muppet Show. Uh, anyway, so so so. Oh, I totally get that. He's walking toward me, and I'm just like, all right, I'll just I'll just duck into the stationery store. <laughs> I duck into the stationery store, and then he comes into the stationery oh, store. Oh God! With his kid. This is why I mean, it's like a it's like a curb your enthusiasm thing. Oh no! So now, and it's this tiny. Are you like store. hiding behind a? Yeah. So now I'm in this tiny store. Oh, Rick. I'm in this tiny store <laughs> while my shrink, who I think is still oblivious, is walking in with his kid. And they're and he's just and they're talking. Oh, about you're just we're, making it weird at right. this point. And so and it's like it's a store that's like the size of this studio. But I mean, it's not a large place. And so now I'm like, oh god, okay. Well, now the stakes, the odds that I'm going to have to interact with him have just been raised exponentially. Okay, so maybe I should just embrace it. You know, I'll just say like, hey, Dr. Smith, and then I'll just like be on my way. I was just leaving. Good to see you. Have a yeah, good, have yeah. a good weekend. That's what I should have done, right? Sure. Where you're like, hey, good to see you. You know, or like, hey, you know, Dr. Smith, whoever, bye, yes. you know, whatever. <laughs> I'm headed out to enjoy the rest of my life and, and not not kill anyone, but in, but do I do that? No. Instead, I hide behind this rotating stack of greeting uh, cards. That's exactly where I was picturing you behind. That thing that you turn that's like, ear, yep, ear. I, that I just I hide behind that, and then of course he's walking by it, so I have to keep turning it and like moving with it. It's like oh, this, it's like no. this revolving door greeting card thing. So now it's like as as he's walking around the store and like lingering, I have to constantly be going. And like turning the thing and moving with it so he doesn't see me. And of course, at that point, if he sees me, I'm gonna look like the craziest you look person. That shit, yes. Like with only the best of intentions, I'm gonna look like the craziest person in the world. Because at that point, it probably looks like you're like following him. Right. It looks like exactly. <laughs> it looks either like I'm hiding from him, and if you're hiding from your shrink, that probably indicates something bad, right? Yeah, yeah. Like you're scheming some sort of thing you don't want him to find out about. Or, oh, yeah, God. I'm just stalking him and his child. I oh, there's like, no good end right? to that. So I can just see him going, yeah. Richard, is that you? Or whatever. You know, it's like I just so – I mean, and so so I'm obliged now to double down and to, like, keep hiding behind this thing, hoping that at some point no, nobody goes like, sir, can I help you? You seem to be clutching this greeting card display stand pretty, pretty firmly. Can I just uh, – you know. And so I'm just like so, – Anyway, and so finally, oh man, I've been there. It got to where like he was on one side of the thing, I was on the other, and the door was behind me. And so then I just waited for someone to open the door, and then I just turned and ran. Oh gosh, Rick. <laughs> and I don't think he ever saw me because he never mentioned it. Maybe he was afraid to bring it up, but it's a. Uh... Oh, did you not bring it up? Oh no, because if he didn't see me, I wasn't gonna. I would have totally said something to just at least cover myself and be like, oh, by the way, I think I saw you at the uh, stationery store no, the see, other day. because then again, it's like I just, I don't trust myself to not sound like I'm looking at his windows at night. So I just don't, I was like, okay, if he brings it up, then I'll just sort of say like, oh yeah, that was embarrassing. I just didn't want to make it weird. But I, but I was like, if he doesn't bring it up, I'm not going to, you know, so now it's just Oh this God, thing. so it's like an unsaid thing. That, but that's fine with me. I just don't, yeah. I'm, I'm, I, I don't think he saw it because I feel like if he'd seen it, Next time he might have gone. Is there anything you'd like to tell me about, say, stalking me? Oh God! I, so I just—it was like the weirdest. It's all—it's all bad. Oh, so it's I like, do that. That happens to me all the time. You know, at the Hawthorne Fred Meyer, because I'm there all the time. And I always see people randomly, and I'm just like, I'm constantly hiding from people. 
Where you're just, I know. Because I don't want, it's nothing against them. It's not like people that I dislike. I just don't want to have, I don't know exactly what I'm supposed to do. It's that same thing. Like, do I have to stand and talk to them? Would it be impolite to just say hi? Or Well, and I have this whole thing of like, I'm somehow going to be, I, which makes no sense at all, but I somehow have this idea that I'm going to be somehow disappointing to people. And you know, right? It's like, like I mean, on a, like as, like as though as though they're meeting Matthew McConaughey or whatever. <laughs> like I just, I don't want to let them down. I have a hair out of place or whatever. And so I'll just, you know, all of which, by the way, again, just makes me sound even like by not trying to seem crazy, I just seem way crazier. Oh God, yeah, you up the crazy. I think that I even am. Like there's no, it's just a whole. I mean, it's just... I'm just picturing this, like, as a cartoon in my head of you, like, swirling around the greeting but kind of thing. But can you see like, Larry David doing that? Oh, that, yeah. But except then he would be caught, He'd be of caught. course. And then he yes. would be like, so I was just... I was just here looking for uh, Kwanzaa cards, I yeah. guess. I, uh, don't... And then you'd say something super awkward to the child. Yeah, it's all very... You no, know, so it's a whole... Oh, I mean, man. It's all, but every time... I, there's, like, some... I mean, <laughs> I guess the only upside of aging... Because people will talk to you about the whole, you know, these are your golden years, which is just a lie. What's that's the a, upside? Like, anytime people talk about something being your golden years, that's a that's an untruth. It's like they say about high school. These are the best years of your lives. Mm-hmm. Like somebody who says that about high school is whacked. Like there's something wrong no, with that that's, person. Yeah, that's sad. And people will say that, though, about like your emeritus years, like when you're 50 and 60, whatever it would be, like your golden. I, my mom told me, she's like, there's nothing golden about these years. She's like, don't. She's like, if you can help it, don't yeah. get old. It sucks. Everything stops working. My dad's mother, my, my grandmother on my dad's side used to say that. She's like, never get old, Sarah. Right. Never get old. I'm I like, mean, oh, God. All right. And it's like, and I, I trust old people when they say that. Like, they know they're there. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know. It's like when someone's eating a food and you're like, should I order that? And they're like, no, it tastes it tastes like like garbage. Yeah. You know, it's like, I, okay, you're eating it. I will go with your opinion. <laughs> but it's the only upside to getting older is that all of my, like every time I have any interaction with a doctor, like it's somehow, like it's somehow hilarious in a weird sort of grim Wait, way. how so? What, like something else is wrong? Well, in the sense of like, uh, so, uh, uh, so, uh, so uh, Port- Portland author uh, Courtney Hemmeister has this thing she yeah. says. She says she uses the phrase "it's like a bad experience, great anecdote," which is totally true. It's like a horror. It's one of those you know that we'll laugh about this someday. So it's like I was because I had to do this because um, this thing where you you know it's like every every now and again you have to go in when you get to be my a man of a certain oh, was age. Gotta <laughs> go that? get the thing. You just did a thing like with you like using a bottle brush on something. What is that? You, well, if I'm using a bottle, you know what I was. Do you have to? Is it a shake weight? What are you doing yeah. over there? <laughs> so, well, you said men of a certain age. Isn't that when you have to like get the. Camera? Oh, the, like a, like the, the colonos- proctology or the yeah, the or whatever that is. Yeah, I guess I, I probably am due for that. Like at some point. I now. think you're. I think it's I like think you when you're have forty-five and up, maybe yeah. or something. Because it used to be fifty and up. Because they keep lowering. It's gotten it, younger. Which is the thing. They keep sort of like it's. I'm sorry. That's what I assumed you were talking about. No, it was like you did this weird thing where you took a finger and or like like you a fist <laughs> or something like you were grabbing like a pipe cleaner. I didn't quite cleaner. know what to do. It was yeah, a little bit of a pipe cleaner. It was like you were sort of like scouring out the inside of a tube. <laughs> Um, which I guess is anyway. Oh God! But it's the um, yeah, because I think that used to be fifty and up, and now it's like forty five and yeah. up. Which you know, to be whatever. Like I don't. That's good. It's, I yeah, would prefer it's not screening. to get cancer. Totally. So fine. Um, so no, no. Let me add that. Hold on. Let me just add that to the yes, list. Add that to your list. Uh, colonoscopy. Oscopy. Excellent. Well, I have that to look forward to. Now. That's awesome. Um, but it. Uh, but I've <laughs> you know. But I've gotten to the point where it's like they have to like they get bring me in every now and again to do like. You know, just like the blood pressure and 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 whatever, and it's and uh, and I went in. This is like I don't know, like maybe six eight months ago, and I'm sitting there, 
and it's and I had to go to uh, the, the doctor's office for them to do a whole bunch of stuff. And I'm and the first thing they do when you go in is just to put the blood pressure cuff on you. Yeah. And so I'm sitting there in the chair, and the you know, and like my you know my blood pressure is normally fine. Like I don't have any like that's a, I I I am fortunate so far in that I you know most health issues like mm-hmm. I think I have my I think I have pretty good genes in that regard. Yeah. Um, she like puts the blood pressure cuff on me, and it's like the electrical kind or whatever. So it like it, like it, she can read it at her desk, and so like the blood pressure cuffs like cinches down, and I'm just oh, sort those, of like oh, I hate those. See, and I find it. I sometimes wonder if I'm like low grade autistic. Probably. Uh, okay, I haven't even given you my reason yet. <laughs> so thanks. No, I'm thinking cuz I mean, if you like No, 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 go com- on, Sarah. I appreciate it. If you it. like the comfort of something, you know, being like tight on you, you know how like weighted blankets, uh-huh. like that kind of stuff, how it's a great comfort to people who I have see. Uh-huh. mental issues. <laughs> I'm not getting a haircut. I don't know what you've heard. Um but um, well, oh so my God, that's I, funny. well, so that actually is the re- that's actually what I was going to say yeah. is that I because you know there's that whole thing of like Temple Grandin and all those people they they enjoy the sensation of something sort of compressing them, yeah. holding them very tight, and so I actually I have always found the blood pressure cuff to be strangely comforting and pleasurable. Like it's huh. not pleasurable is the wrong way to put it, but I but I it, but I enjoy this. It's calming. Like when the blood pressure cuff goes and it tightens, I find that a really calming sensation. I always have, and so I don't know if that just or I'm just somehow weird or whatever. But it's um anyway. So the thing tightens, and she and she looked at it and she kind of squints, and she says, "Hold on a second. And she presses a button and the blood pressure cuff loosens, and then she presses it. It tightens again, and I'm sitting there, and she's and she literally says this. This is I mean it's like I know there are things that doctors are supposed to like information they're supposed to convey. And I'm all for being forthright, but at the same time, it's like there are things that are so forthright, like you wish they would phrase them, like you wish that they would sort of vague it up a little bit. It's like the time that, you know, the doctor, like this doctor said to me, I mentioned this last time, a doctor said, well, you know, you are past warranty on most of your major systems, which is true, but you're not supposed oh, to phrase man, it that way. Oh, man, you're not supposed to say that out loud. So add some science yeah. words in there. Like, you know, put something that ends with, like, ism or ology or whatever in there. Like, I don't want to hear that I'm past warranty. That's a horrible thing to say. And so it's like the blood pressure cuff cinches for the second time, and she gets up to walk over, and she literally says this to me. She stands up, and she puts both her hands out like you're stopping traffic. So she scratches me, puts her hands out, and she says, okay, don't make any sudden movements. <laughs> what? Don't make any sudden movements. Like, the implication was that if I just shifted wrong, blood was going to shoot out of my eyes what or something. Is... Oh. Or my heart was just going to, like, explode out of my chest, like, gear That's style. That's terrifying. Yeah. yeah, you think? like, and oh, So I'm man. sitting there, and I'm like, first You're of like, all, why? if you what? have high blood pressure... Here's the way to not calm someone. <laughs> Don't make any sudden movements. Try not to inhale. Stop. Oh, my God. Are your affairs in order? You know, it's like it's a, I mean, do you do you have a living will? It's like she's, And I just, I think I actually started to open my mouth and go like, what do you mean? And yeah. she just like put her hands out against like a sort of a don't speak. And I was. Just, Why? And I honestly was just like, well. Life was life was good, I guess. Yeah, I uh, <laughs> had a good run. I didn't think it would end at Zoom care, but one can never choose. You know, it's such is such is existence. Such is life. And so she walked anyway. So the upshot is, she said, she came over and she like, and this again, it's like the, it's like uh, Louis C.K. talked about this thing about how he was really unnerved when like some doctor was talking about his grandmother's like tumor and her she had a brain tumor, and he said he was really unnerved that like they called it her head. It's like, because that's a layman's term. Like, you should be using a doctor term. Like, don't yeah. call it her head. So she, like, came over and took the blood pressure cuff, and she literally, like, jiggled it. 
Like one of those, like you know, like yeah. when you know, like like blowing out a Nintendo cartridge or something, just like rattling it, just trying to get it to. And I was like, well, that doesn't seem very precise if you just. Yeah. And, and so then she had me walk gently over to her desk, and then she put on the like the old school kind where you like have the the bulb and it's like. Tss, 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 yeah, that's usually the one that I've had. Right, and so and so she like does the hand thing, and then it you know she looks at it and she goes, "Oh, thank God!" I mean, <gasps> "Oh, thank God!" Oh no! I, so, Were you just did you just not have a pulse or the, no? Or, uh, so <laughs> apparently the other one was just like fucked somehow. The like yeah. the electronic one because I said she she literally said, "Oh, thank God." Which is like when your doctor is saying, oh, thank God. It's not like she's going to die, but yeah. I guess it's going to be paperwork if I just keel over there. She's going, oh, I'm going to be here all night now. This fucker just died on my floor. <laughs> Janitor, please. And so anyway, so she did the manual one. She said, oh, thank God. I, you know, She said, I forget what the term she, I don't think she said embolism, but it was some sort of like. Oh, no. Because it was like, for I guess for my own, for my own mental health, the, the, the electronic cuff. It didn't, like, I couldn't see the readout. Like, she could see, but I couldn't, which I guess is good. Because yeah. apparently it said that, like, I was inches, like, moments from death or whatever. Like, it was some, you know, that my blood pressure was, like, way, like, to the point of, like, thrombosis or something. Oh, man. And she said, okay, yeah, I just, uh, okay, your, your blood pressure's fine. It's, it's where it should be. It was the other one was really, it was bad. It, it was really seemed like you were having a cardiac incident. Oh, incident. that's not something you want to hear. Incidents or episodes. And I yeah. and I and I said okay. So it was. Just, she goes, oh yeah, those other ones they never work. And I was like, why do you even have those here? But I. It, so it was like it was very. When your doctor's saying not to make any sudden moves. Yeah, so, and coming at you with their hands up. Yeah. No, whole, I do not like that. So is I'm it just, time to change your glasses? I was about to say. So now I just. Basically everything about me is just sort of half life. It's just sort of disintegrated. It's like the portrait of Dorian Gray. We're where all I am just, falling apart. I have got now. Three different pair of prescription glasses that I must carry with me at all times. I've got these that I wear. These are my up-close or reading spectacles. Are those your readers? Yeah, these are for, like, my laptop or from holding a book in front of me or whatever. And then I've got and then I got these other ones, which they're... they're those seem pretty thick. No, yes, thank you, Sarah. <laughs> yes, they are. I Wait, do you, that. like, layer them? <gasps> Please tell me, tell me that you do, like, the old man thing where you have, like, your readers on and then you put the other ones on, like, lower on your nose. No, I mean, I've thought about... But the only reason I don't do that is because it's too much... Because I don't, there's no way to do it. So it's like I, yeah. uh, like I wish I could just carry a pair around my neck. But it's like there's no way to swap those back and forth without I feel like bumping them into one another or whatever. Or it's like you know putting. Or then I have like three pair of glasses in front of. That each is like other. the oldest person I've ever heard you say. That's like people with like cell phone belt clips. Yeah, I mean it's, it's like, like so convenient. Like oh, I just wish I could wear these around my neck. Well, I mean <laughs> I'm I'm past the point of thinking that I'm gonna look you know young and stylish in any sort of. So I have. Uh, Plus, you know, it's like I think in a certain if you're willing to accept swapping out. Are any, those new glasses? Well, these are new-ish. I, I like suppose. those frames. Yeah. Now, see, I'm a big fan of these frames. Mm. I wish that I could. Um, I'm so much of a cheapskate that I won't. I haven't yet gotten another pair. I prefer the, the these are my reading glasses. And I prefer these frames a lot. I at some point when I re up my rig my my regular glasses, mm. I'm going to get these same frames. Yeah, I, I like, like those them. ones. But it's um. But like I would be okay actually. Here's in my perfect world, I would actually not even mind doing the thing of wearing the glasses around my neck on the teacher lanyard or whatever. That's fine because it's like I, at a certain point, especially you know as a man, you you give up the idea that you're going to be actually handsome or whatever. But you'll settle for maybe sort of dignified, maybe you know, <laughs> sort of you yeah, have like a sort of Lester Freeman from The Wire thing going on in a sort of lame <laughs> white way. Um, Wait, so which ones? So what are those for? Yeah, but I can't do that because it's like it's not like I don't normally need glasses, but just sometimes reading glasses. I always need glasses. It's just a question of which pair. So then this other pair. So those are my reading glasses. All right, so he's trying on his other glasses. This now. other pair here, though, 
So these are my. Well, those are your old ones. These are my, yeah, but these are yeah. well, same frames. But these are my normal. These are the frames that I like the lenses I wear just most of the time. Like okay. My, my one, you know, like if I'm out just doing whatever, and they're 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 kind enough now when you go in. Well, it's sort of like physical ed is now kinetic wellness because mm-hmm. now they don't say, sir, you you need bifocals. <laughs> they don't say that anymore. Now they say, have you considered? They never say. Like you need, they just say, "Have you considered?" It's like they say, "Ask your doctor like about." Gently. They yes. don't just say, "Like, hey, you need Lipitor or Viagra or whatever it is." Yeah. They start giving you when you're old. They just, they just say, "Ask your doctor about." Now they just say, "Sir, have you?" And sir, by the oh, way, oh god, I've been getting point, ma'am lately. Ma'am, ma'am. Yeah. Oh, especially like when like a twenty something calls me ma'am. I'm yeah. like, oh, uh-huh. you just shut the fuck up. Oh yeah, yeah. She, she, <laughs> like, you, she, yeah. yeah. That's I mean, like, I don't need to be a miss, but I'm definitely not a ma'am. Thank you. And also, why don't you fuck yourself? How exactly. About that, huh? uh, the um... oh gosh, when I've been um, bartending, I was bartending a, an event, and there was like a twenty something year old girl, and every time I get her a drink, she's like, oh, thank you so much, ma'am. <sighs> All right. I'm like, I just wanted to be like, yeah. you're welcome. Please stop calling me exactly. ma'am. Exactly. Oh my a, god! Like I know I don't know if you think like you're being respectful to your elders or something. But I I think see I feel like with women I feel like when women do that uh, it's it's just kind of cunty. snarky. It yeah. is super cunty. Yeah. I feel like that's a little bit of what that is because I feel like that's a little bit of you know that's a I don't know I feel like there's a little bit like women are sometimes snipier to each other than I think yeah. men are. Men are just sort of like like if men don't like somebody or whatever they'll just sort of like ignore them mm. I think women sometimes try to slip in little sort of things like that to other women that's I feel that's very accurate yeah because I don't call anyone ma'am unless they're like 75 right well no yeah. in fact the older they are I will sometimes make sure to call them miss mm-hmm. because I feel like oh because they like know, it they're like oh yeah oh you're so cute yeah. thank you son it's uh, you know whatever uh, but um, so yeah so the, sir have you considered progressive lenses and progressive lenses are just bifocals don't That's let anybody the tell you <laughs> they are old ass glasses for old ass Wait, I thought people. progressive lenses were the ones that changed from light to dark no like no no those are, uh no i had those i had those when i was like when i was in second grade because i uh, i thought they were awesome i didn't i didn't realize they made me look like a fucking goon machine <laughs> um i so i've had glasses since i was five yeah so i have never really known a world without glasses uh but for years like if you look at my uh like I had yearbook photos when I was in. Were they like always like half tinted? Yeah, because at a certain well, because especially like the past sucks. Like in all ways, as I was saying, it's like, and the early iterations of those glasses where you would go outside and they would tint. Mm-hmm. They kind of worked, but not really, because they never got completely tinted or completely clear. I remember because like I remember people had them. They were almost like this yellowy kind of color. Yeah, they always yeah. did a little smoky. Yeah, looking. yeah. And and if you left them out in the sun by mistake, they would tint forever. They would never turn back. <laughs> My friend Carl, that happened to him, and he was just like had to wear like these Stevie Wonder glasses like the rest of the school oh, year. Oh, Carl! Uh, but it's <laughs> so if you look at my like my yearbook photos, it's like I'm just here wearing these like idiot. You know, I just I, I just look like Jim Jones. Like I've just got these giant sunglasses on. Um, but no, progressives are the one. Are they just bifocals where it's like on the bottom? There's like one prescription. But they don't the have like the sharp line anymore. They don't right? have the, They've got. Yeah. They don't have the sharp line, which I think you can still get. I think some people prefer that so they can kind of tell exactly because mm-hmm. it takes a while to. Because they gave me these progressive lenses, so the bottom is the, the thing is on the bottom of the lenses, it's one prescription, and at the top, it's wait. Like, so those are pers- progressive. Yeah. So the bottom. So if I, so now I, it's that thing. Have you ever seen people, old people like myself, where yeah. they they hold something away and then they tilt their head. Yep. So if I'm reading something up close with these, I have to like look through the bottom of my glasses like this. And if I'm looking at something far away like you, I have to uh-huh. tilt my head down and look through the top of the top of the lenses. Wow. And after a couple of weeks, you start to do it automatically. You just you know how to tilt your head if you're going to be looking at something across the room or if you're going to be looking at something close up, you know how to tilt your head back. 
But for the first couple weeks, you don't. And so, you again, with Stevie Wonder, you look like your neck is broken because your head is wobbling around as you try to, like, read a stop sign or whatever. You're, like, tilting your head to try to get them, you know. So oh, without the man. line, you can't quite tell what yeah. prescription is where. So you're just wobbling <laughs> just your head. Just wobbling around. You know, in line at the supermarket trying to find out which credit card you're holding. And you just, I mean, you just look like the oldest, lamest, most senile person in the world. And so it's. Yeah, so now I'm just lugging around, and then I've got my prescription sunglasses. It's oh, is that a, the third pair? Yeah, it's right. a nightmare. It's just, it's like, there's no, I mean, I'm not willing to go get, like, the thing where they chop off pieces of your eye with a laser or whatever, so I'm just stuck with glasses, but it's oh, like, yeah. and that's fine. Like, I have good. My friend had that, uh, I mean, had that done, and it actually made her eyesight worse. Oh, yeah, no, I yeah. don't want anybody cutting pieces of my eyeball off. Mm-mm. I don't care what they call it. No, thank you. No. I will keep the original equipment. So it's, I, so my whole life is just now. Basically, my life now is just time between doctor's visits, where I wait to tell me what exciting and hiding you... from your therapist. Yeah, hiding, hiding from my shrink, <laughs> and just sitting in the doctor's office going, "So I can't have sugar. What do you mean? Or whatever it is, whatever new dietary sort of you know thing they start." Is to that what he does? He tell you about like dietary restrictions? Well, they start to they start to give you a list. Of, I mean, it's they start to preface everything with like, "Well, you know, a man of your age, and when you get to be this age, and something you may be noticing and." Here's something you're going to need to, you know, watch out for going forward. And again, fortunately, I mean, knock wood, I'm in in fairly good health in the sense of like, you know, that I don't have like major dietary restrictions or whatever. But it's like, but it is like, I think back to, I sometimes wish uh, there's this thing like, uh, like, like, what is it like in the, 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 like the 12 stepping, like a a or whatever you like, you write, like you make amends to people. Yeah. Like go over to your house, like, hey, sorry about that time. I uh, slept with your girlfriend and crashed your car. That was my bad, you know, or whatever. I sometimes feel like I want to write like a like an amends letter to my to my former to my body like 20 years ago. Be like, hey, sorry about just shoveling crap into you every day like for years and like never exercising and also not sleeping. And uh, that was billowy satin shirt time, right? Yeah. Well, I'm just well. I mean, basically my whole life until I became like until I was like 35 or so. Like I just you know like I didn't you know like I was never a guy who was gonna go out and get like. You know, like I was never like I was gonna go and get like ripped or you know get like I didn't no, but have... you all, you like lost a lot of weight and then you've just kept it off forever. Well, because I think I realized at some point, like I think maybe I saw a little bit of the writing on the wall that I was like at a certain point. Because what here's the thing: because once you get to be, like at least I think for guys, like once you're forty, it's like uh, there's a Stephen King, there's a recent Stephen King short story called um, Stationary Bike, and it's uh it's an okay story, but the the best part of it is he has he has this whole conversation between a guy and his doctor, and the guy is, I think, 40. And the doctor gives him this long speech that I'm assuming came from something Stephen King heard, and it's exactly what my doctor told me. It's this long speech about, now that you are 40, here's some things you need to do differently because... And it's this, and the doctor basically says, like, guess what? Every pound you put on now, it's going to take, like, 10 times as much work to get rid of oh, it. Oh, yeah. So you better keep it off, because once you gain it, it's going to be really hard to get rid of that weight. Like, if something goes wrong, so, like, when you're 40, it's, like, it becomes the whole preventing is way easier than fixing. Yeah. Um, But it's, like, so for most of my life, I would just, like, I think back to the stuff I ate. And not that, like, I'm a health food guy now or whatever, but it's, like, at least I can sort of, I sort of, like, eat just sort of simply now because I'm not much of a food guy, so I can just kind of eat basic stuff and it doesn't bother me. Mm -hmm. But when I was, like, I mean, I think back to, like, when I was, uh, so when I was living in Utah, so I would have been, like, 20 one twenty-two, and there were nights like I would go to the store, 
and I would go there was like a like a like a Safeway near my house, and I would get these gigantic frozen Safeway like the Safeway brand frozen pizza. Mm-hmm. Not even like your upscale Red Baron frozen pizza. It would be like the oh, fancy Safe- pants Safeway Select. <laughs> Those pizzas, by the way, have thirty five hundred calories each. Like if you eat the whole pizza, that's thirty five hundred calories. Wow. So pro tip: you need you need like twelve hundred a day, and that's it. And two thousand if you're like active. Those pizzas have like thirty five hundred calories. I would eat two of those by myself for dinner, which doesn't even seem possible now. How is, yeah. Exactly. Like, where was that going? I mean, I remember in college I could put down probably like one whole pizza. I would eat two of those at a sitting for dinner, and I don't, and I mean, and it's like that doesn't even seem, like if you told me that now I would think that somebody was exaggerating or that it was like I was somehow, that that they were misremembering it. But that's not, I mean, but I did that for a long time. Or I would just, you know, I would get the Kraft macaroni and be like, well, why just have one box when I can have two? You oh, know? yeah. And I would, you know, two boxes of Kraft macaroni at a sitting is not good for you. That's like, again, that's like 2,500 calories. Oh, which, yeah. The fact that I'm still alive, like if I did that now, I think my body would just be like, we're shutting down for like <laughs> a week. Like, nope. <laughs> Dick, so thanks. We're, you know, we're going offline. Goodbye. It's like when your computer just, it's like when it gets too cold and your iPhone just turns off. For its own safety. Yeah. I think if I if I ate like that now, I think my body would be like coma time. You know, yeah, like can't I can't do it be... anymore. So so there's all kinds of food I just can't have. I'm talking a lot. Li- I love it. I've been talking all week. Please just. But there's just like you all just this go for it. <laughs> food I can't even. I mean, the good thing is that I'm not really a food guy. In other words, me neither. I've never been a big food person. There's like foods you like and yeah. foods you enjoy, but you're not one of those like the foodie. Yeah, kind or of... people that are like. The people that cook, like, as, like, relaxation or for a hobby or something, you know, where they're, like, yeah. you know, where they're, like, oh, I'm really into Mediterranean, so this month, you know, this year I'm taking a Mediterranean cooking class at whatever. Like, good for them. It's not my I thing. know. I have, like, friends who are wonderful chefs and cooks and make, like, delicious food that I enjoy eating. Yeah. But I don't want to, yeah, I don't want to make it. And if you put something really delicious and well-prepared and beautifully presented in front of me, I can appreciate it. Mm-hmm. But that's not a thing that, like, I would ever spend the time doing myself. Like, to me. That's, like, opposite of relaxing to me. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, eating is something I do because I have to. To do it. That's it. It's like sleeping. Like I just, you know, I eat because if I don't, eventually I would stop working. So I just mm-hmm. have to like, I have to eat. Uh, eating for me is the thing I just want to get done and finished. So fortunately, I can just sort of. I think we've talked about this before. If we could just like take a pill and be like, all right, is or that like it? Yeah. The Soylent thing. Just like yeah. hook me up with that and I'll be fine. So, but the, but because there's like foods I just can't have around anymore because if they're in the house, I because I have zero self control. Like that's the thing I've learned about oh, myself yeah. is I just don't. So, like, I can't have, I've learned that I can't have cereal in the house. Because if there's cereal in the house, it's like there's, I hear the story about a guy who, like, went to, um, like, he went to, a uh, uh, like, a therapy, or he went to rehab or something because he was, like, drinking too much and he wanted to get a handle on, you know, he was, like, seeking help for his drinking problem. And, the, and the, like, the shrinker, whoever said, like, well, how much do you drink? And the guy just said, all of it. <laughs> <laughs> Which, and that's like me with like, so if you put like a huge box of, and it's all like, like and the worse it is, the more likely it is that I will is eat like all of it Is it like sugary cereal? Yeah, so if like you put Captain Crunch in the house. Oh, or like a giant box of so-called granola, which is just like sugar oh, yeah. and like with like some, honey bunches of oats. Yeah, it's like with, oh, it's a, it's sugar covered oats. Yeah, like with a few dates in there to make you feel like it's health food. Like I will eat that for every meal until it's gone. Like I have zero. I'm like a you know because. It's like it's how you can overfeed a goldfish or a dog because mm-hmm. they have no knowledge. Like cats will stop eating because they're smart. Yeah, cats will be like, "I'm full, motherfucker. Why you give me more food?" A dog will just keep eating and then throw up and then just eat some more. That was like me with my no hose this morning. Yeah, yeah. And so it's like if you couldn't stop. Yeah, if you put like a giant box of cereal in my house. 
guess what? I will eat that entire job. Like I won't eat anything else until that's gone. Wait, so what do you eat? Well, I'm actually I'm actually curious. Um, so my default meal, and this has been the case. I mean. I guess not always the case, but I mean, uh, you know, if I'm cooking for myself and if I'm not eating, on the days when I'm not eating something awful, um, my default meal has always been uh, like a, the tuna melt, which is just- Oh, that's what you had today, right? Yeah, it's like a toasted tuna sandwich with like some cheese melted on it or whatever. Like that is because I read somewhere when I was, I mean, I guess I could have, I hope I was right about this like years ago because I read somewhere when I was growing up when I was like 12 or something. I'm getting ready to look it up, yes. Somebody said that like tuna fish was sort of like- the perfect food. It is. You know, and I know there's like mercury or whatever in it because, you know, humans, but it's like, but they said like in and of itself, like tuna fish is sort of like a perfect food in that it's really good for you. It's high protein. It's got the right kind of fat or whatever. And it's cheap. It's inexpensive. Cause like the thing is about, the thing about being poor in America, which I'm, which I'm not, but I was, you know, there was a time when I didn't have, you know, what I, I mean, you know, uh, growing up, you know, we didn't have a lot of money. When I was at first on my own, I didn't have much money at all. And it's sometimes, you know, it's it's sometimes difficult to eat well if mm-hmm. you're poor because it's like because That's very true because shitty food is cheap. Yep. And so you have to make a conscious effort to find something that's like healthy for you. And tuna fish is like really inexpensive. So that's kind of my default meal because it, you know, because it stops me from being hungry. It's reasonably healthy. It's inexpensive and it's easy to make. And so I can and I can make like I will sometimes literally I will make like five at a time and then just put them like wrap them and like put them away. So it's like then when mealtime comes, I sh- that's then, pretty smart. Because otherwise I'm left to my own devices, and then it's like shopping while you're hungry. Yeah, where it's like I'll just get these donuts and this donut cereal, you know, and it's which is no way to live. So yeah, so I need to start doing that. I've been eating out way too much lately. Yeah, it's it becomes really and so for me, I just so if there's like stuff uh, or like uh, like I'm a like my like I'm not much of a like I don't have much of a sweet tooth, but my but my but my uh, my like Achilles heel, my kryptonite is like things that are sort of bready. So like cereal or like cookies or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I just can't have that stuff in the house because if it's there, like there are some people, it's like people that can just have, this is why I don't drink or, you know, this is yeah. why I don't like drink or like get high or whatever because I, because it's like, I have no idea how people, I have no idea how people, how people who take drugs, like real drugs, how they moderate, moderate, modulate, a word like Mo- that. Moderate. Yeah, I think you're right. How they control their behavior, right? Yeah. It's like. Like how they know when to stop? Well, like, so for example, like I. I am not. I'm not saying I'm better than anyone else. I mean, clearly I'm better than some people, but clearly I'm far worse than most. But like, I, so I like I have never. I have never done cocaine. Uh, it seems like it feels awesome. I'm assuming it does, right? Like that's why people keep taking it, right? They're like, it's you know, how is it? It's great, you know. Do you have any more? And it's like I'm. Assu- it seems like from all outward appearances, it seems like at least for. It for at least for the first third of your life as a cocaine user, it seems like it feels fantastic. And so what I don't understand is if you're some guy who's sitting there and you have like a bag or a whatever, a thing of yeah. co- a little tin of cocaine or whatever you have, I don't understand. That's so cute, a tin of cocaine. I don't even know what you carry it in. It's a... Let's go with tin. A I like tin. It. I like it. Um, a valise of cocaine. <laughs> I don't understand. I mean, obviously there's a reason, but I don't understand how if you have like a little package of cocaine, how it is that you don't just take... All, All of, of it, it. <laughs> right then. And maybe you do. I mean, I think you get to a point where that is what you do. But, I mean, if, if like, some cocaine feels good, why would you stop? And why would you stop until it's gone? Like, why would you? And I've known people. I used to, uh, uh, I'll just say her first name. I used to have a, I used to have a friend. Her name was Tracy. And she, mm-hmm. and she was very upfront. She'd be like, she'd be like, yeah, she's like, if there's coke around and somebody has it, 
I could think this is when she was younger, but she said, like, you know, if there was somebody at cocaine, she's like, I would take some. And, you know, if they if it wasn't around, great. She's like, I would go a couple days where I'd have some. And she's like, and then I would go six months and not try any. Mm-hmm. And then I'd have some more and then I'd go a year. And I good for her. I think most people are not like that. But my thing is, like, well, what? See, I would not be, I already know. I would not be like that. Like, if you gave me any amount of cocaine, that would be... 100% of my activities until it was gone. I just know it. I know that. <laughs> Cocaine with, and cereal. <laughs> without even trying it, uh, yeah. I know that I would immediately just be like, well, That's this is what I'm going to do. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of, it kind of sounds like what your doctor was talking about, how you're like very preventative uh, about things. Oh, like, yeah. you know, like you're preventing it before it becomes an issue. Yeah. I, yeah. Uh, and plus, again, just like I see how I, I mean, if I'm, let's be honest, if I'm that way with granola, I mean, which is not really addictive. Oh my I can't gosh. even imagine how I'd be that way if you just I put can't it even a Im- smack in front of me. Holy like I just... crap. I cannot even imagine you on cocaine. I mean, I can is the thing. And I think it would be <laughs> Actually, great. I probably can't too. I, I imagine myself being really happy. I mean, I really imagine myself just feeling fantastic. And then also probably just everybody else going, that guy's a dick. He oh, is. Oh, man. You know, because like, I. Let me tell you how I really feel about you. <laughs> for a long time while I'm sweating. Because I, I used to, I mean, I... I'm going to do it impassioned, and I'm going to repeat myself over and over and over again. And, and also, did I tell you, I mean, I, because, I mean, you and I have both known people that did cocaine or that have, oh, you know, gosh. and especially... We worked with people who would have it delivered, remember? I don't remember that. Um, at, uh, I won't say who it was, but at Entercom, I remember... Um, wait, well, I remember... Yeah, I'm going to mute really quick. I think you... Okay, <laughs> are we really... Mu- yeah. Oh wow! Yeah, no, I didn't his know that. his drug dealer would come when I was working on ninety four seven, and this it wasn't somebody on ninety four seven; it was on a different station. But there, his drug dealer would come every morning. Wow. Okay. Yeah, his coke dealer. Well, I I think at I like mean, five a.m. <laughs> I'm like, of course. that's happening. I'm like, I, oh. Uh, well, because I think you're always awake if you're you know if you're a coke dealer. Oh yeah. Um, because I um you know, and I think I don't know if it's more prevalent in the entertainment industry or media or whatever, but I think I think it might be because it because I think the one thing about about cocaine that everybody sort of says is that it, you know, it makes you, gives you confidence. Mm. So I think like Don Henley or somebody used to say, he's like, I can write songs, you know, he's like, I can smoke pot and write songs. He's like, but performing songs takes cocaine. You know, he's like, I can write a song in my bedroom. He's like, but standing in front of 20,000 people and singing, he's like, I needed cocaine for that. Huh. He's like, because once you take cocaine, he's like, I can do anything. Yeah, I'm and, unstoppable. And so I, uh, but yeah, but I, but I, man, I, so years and years and years ago, I used to, uh, I used to work with this guy who, giant cokehead and I mean and I would be there late at night because I was just sort of a loser like I had no reason I was just there at like you know midnight on a Friday or that's something. how you and I became friends because I was working like the late night shifts and you were there just working just all the time being a lifeless jag off and <laughs> no I was, you were working on the show but uh, and I would just be there doing you know whatever production or something and he would just come into the production room and he would just sit and just want to talk not even too much, just at me. At you, yep. Which is my own karma, I suppose. But he would just there want to <laughs> talk at me while sweating, and his face is all flushed, you know, and his, you know, and it's just and his eyes are all screwed up, and he's just like, and so then I said, you know, and I was just like, whoa, you're shouting and sweating a lot, and also you're twitchy, and plus you're getting really close to me. Oh God. And it's and he would just talk at great length and with great energy about anything or nothing or what, just forever. Forever, and, and it never stops. And there was ever, no ever, ever. hinting that would work. I couldn't be like, I really need to get some work done. Like, he would just... I think the only thing that got him to leave was when the cocaine wore off. And, and he had to go to back go, to the bathroom? Yeah, and go find some more, you know? <laughs> yeah. And so I just, like, I can't... So I, I remember being... When I was, like, 20 or something, I think I've told the story, but when I was being at a party or something when I was, like, 20, and a guy... I was somewhere, and a guy did something sort of untypical, I think, for cocaine users, because cocaine users are usually not very giving. People who smoke pot want to share it. People yeah. who take cocaine usually 
will sell it, maybe. But they're not just handing it out unless you're a girl that they want to sleep with. Yes. But I was at a party and a guy like had a little mirror or whatever. He had like the lines of cocaine or whatever. Mm-hmm. He's, but he's like, hey, do you want do you want a, do you want like some do you want some coke or do you want a line or whatever? And I remember like it was like the Matrix where like being slowed down to sort of bullet time. And I had mm-hmm. this. I looked at it and it was like I got this tunnel vision where everything vanished. And I looked at this cocaine, and I remember thinking, that would probably be the best thing I've ever had in my life. I should probably pass because I saw this instant future of me. It was like the ghost of cocaine present where I saw myself living in a dumpster somewhere behind yeah. a Walmart. And I thought, no, thank you, sir. I appreciate it. But well, uh, good for you for recognizing that at that age, I too. I mean, that's restraint right I, there. Yeah, I can't even imagine. I, that, yeah. I mean, I know. Well, I can't. Find, I know. I know that I would, you know. So because yeah. I, I mean, you and I mean. Well, I don't want to speak for you, Sarah. Uh, oh, speak I mean, for me. I mean, I certainly went through a phase uh, where I, you know, I took a lot of uh, that sort of like uh, truck stop speed. That oh, epi- mini thins? No. Yeah. You and I have talked about this. I was so sad the day they stopped making mini yeah. thins. No, it, it was legal speed. But it was the best thing for us. It really. was the, I know. <laughs> that, they, that they made that illegal. I would not have gotten through college had it not been for oh, mini thins. No. I mean, I. Like, it was. Literally speed. I oh yeah no yeah. it's it's an it's an amphetamine. I mean that's a that's that's actually I mean it's not when I found out years later that that's what they made meth out of I was like well that makes perfect sense mm-hmm. like actually that's a uh, and it was you know I just went through it was like a couple of years all of these things happened to me in Utah which is sort of ironic that's such a yeah, mine was in Pullman yeah it's a, but I uh, but I remember being at like a convenience store by the radio station and this is like and people kids today they don't know how hard kids with their whatever they don't they don't understand used to, I mean. It boggles my mind even now to think about this, that I could walk into a convenience store. Because I walked into a convenience store one day, and there's always that little rack of, like, bee pollen extract and cigarette lighters. Oh, yeah, and, like, boner pills and stuff. Yeah, Yeah. the shit that you know doesn't work. And the reason you know it doesn't work is because you're selling it at 7-Eleven. Like, it's (laughs) like anything legal doesn't work. If it worked, it would be illegal. And But there's this there was this one exception for, like, four years. And I walked in, and there were, like, these giant, big-ass bottles of, like, 400 tablets for like $9. I remember those bottles. And I asked the guy, I said, well, what are those? Or whatever. Or I just said, or I looked at them and it was like, you know, said something about like, you know, you won't need to sleep. And I was like, sold? And I just, you know, and I had no idea. Like, I didn't have any idea like sort of what they were or like, I was just, I mean, I honestly. I They're thought, magic. <laughs> I thought they were just like another scam or whatever. Yeah. I was just like, well, there's going to be more crap that doesn't work to keep me awake, you know, because coffee at a certain point doesn't work anymore and it just makes you grumpy and I was like, well, this probably won't work, but fine, nine bucks for 400 tablets, that's great. And I remember, like, I got in the car, and I, like, took one, like, some, it was, that came in, like, a 25 milligram, you can tell that, see, this is why you know I would be a terrible drug user, because even now, I can remember you can what remember they looked the like. remember exact milligrams? Remember exactly this, the dosage. Weren't they red and blue? Uh, the ones I had were just, well, they were, because I think the street name for those was, the ones I took were, they were called Crosstops, because they were, they looked like aspirin, but they had a little cross on the top, like they were scored both ways. Oh, my God, I remember those. Yeah. Uh, and oh, remember, wow. And so I remember taking one, taking one of the 25 milligram uh, tablets, and I remember thinking, and I was like, well, all right, we'll see what happens. And then, like, about 20 minutes later, it was the most, I mean, speaking of bullet time, it was the strangest, it was the strangest thing because, see, this is like drug porn now. We're like, somebody out there is trying to, trying to rehab or stay clean, and we're just like, <laughs> we're just like spinning these like. Just fantasizing about. Telling these like really Back in the 90s when speed stories. was legal. Um, but I remember, because it's like you're taking speed and you'd think that it would make everything feel fast. But I remember for me, it was the opposite. I remember mm-hmm. taking, the first time I took speed, it was almost like, again, like the Matrix bullet time thing. It was like, 
it was like you were on a highway where all the cars are whizzing by you, and then suddenly the cars go, and they stop. And the cars are suddenly going a fraction of their previous speed, and you can so you can and you can then really easily navigate around them. It's like everything slowed down instantly, and I was able to sort of, and I was able to sort of like think through things and prioritize things and handle things more easily because I felt like everything was going a lot slower. Mm-hmm. And it was like, I mean, it was like magic. You're right. I mean, it was like <laughs> I am so glad you've never done cocaine. You'd I mean, be so addicted. <laughs> oh no! And I, instantly I was like, I should go back and buy as many of these as they have. I need a whole. And it's, you know, but of course the problem with those, like anything, kids don't take drugs. Yeah, do what not. Is, what does the guy say in, in um, Love Actually? Don't buy drugs. Become famous, then people will give them to you. Yes, that's the best. <laughs> but I, I remember, like, and so I was like, well, this is awesome. But of course, because I had no drug experience at that point. Zero. None. I mean, I think I'd had a beer or something once in my life or yeah. whatever. Like, I had zero. So I didn't know... I mean, I didn't know all the stuff that other people learn, like in eighth grade or whatever, and kids do drugs. That I had no idea that, like, I didn't know that, like, you'd build up a tolerance and then, like, eventually, like, well, I guess I, one doesn't seem to be working. Maybe I should take two. And then, like, a week later, like, I should take 12. <laughs> I had no idea. Um, but it's, you know, and I also, I was like 21, so I wasn't thinking, I wonder if these are doing something horrible to my insides. Oh, yeah. I wonder if this is, like, what if my cardiovascular system is going, please, no more? <laughs> it's, but, uh, it, but I, you know, and it's again, it was just so weird that for like 10 bucks, they give you like 400 of these things. That was, I still can't believe that that was actually legal. It was for years, it was legal. And then they started making noise about making it illegal because, again, as we all found out, guys were just using it to make meth, which again makes all the sense in the world. Absolutely. Just like they use cocaine to make crack, makes all the sense in the world. And so I was like, I had better buy some more of these. I totally hoarded them, too. Function much better with them. But, of course, by that time, everybody else had the same idea, so they became really hard to find. Mm-hmm. One of the, my last memories of those, like, mini thins is that there was a guy back when you, this was still legal, I think, there was a guy, like, on eBay or somebody who had, like, one of those, like, 400 tablets. Like the bottles, tubs, yeah. And he was auctioning. He's like, I, he's like, I found this in my attic or whatever. He's like selling it now and I think I think you could do that now but I think at the time it was legal to auction that and it's like I need and a bottle of I mean it was going it was like $198 or something the bidding was up to and I was just like well if I had $198 (laughs) I I have $198 (laughs) should I spend it on this but then I thought wait a minute so because at some point I had you know I had like stopped I had somehow because I think I realized again they were they were becoming illegal like it was clear that the state was going to ban them Mm -hmm. and it was going to become like a serious offense to have them and they were like, if you have them, fine, but you can't buy anymore. And so I think I, I started, like, to taper down a little bit because I was like, well, this is just going to be bad if suddenly I wake up and they're just, like, gone or whatever. So I I think I knew better than to get myself back on that train. Yeah. But that was um, – I've always been good about weaning things. Like, when I had my surgery, like, I, like, I'm always very careful. Like, I would just take, the like, my pain right. pills – for as short of amount of time as possible and then, like, get myself off of them just in case. I'm like, I don't know, but it, just so nothing happens. Right, because it's, like, it's the whole, like, I, I mean, it's not that, you know, what I, this is not, like, a huge secret ever, but yeah, some of my, I have a large family, and some of my older siblings had, uh, and some, a lot of my older relatives had substance issues. Mm-hmm. And so I got some early examples of, like, how things can go badly, you know, how things can, how go, can go terribly wrong. Poorly, yes. yes. And the next thing you know, you're just, like, calling to ask mom to bail you out at 2 in the morning or whatever. Yeah. And it's like, I just didn't, you know, that's a that's a whole thing I didn't want any part of. And so, uh, and, I, and I think also I kind of lucked out a little bit in that way. Because I think there are probably people who 
even if they decided I should stop this, they would then not have stopped. Mm-hmm. It'd be like, you know, I think most people who take drugs a lot say that I should stop this. And they're doing that as they're like ladling more blow into their nose. <laughs> and I, uh, so I think that I, um, cause my, you know, it's my mom, like they give Jesus, just like tell one more drug story, just for many <laughs> out there who's still sober. Just go for it. I'm gonna get my chapstick. You keep talking. All right. If you haven't relapsed yet, here's another one. Here's, here's another great drug. Uh, here's another rhapsodic drug incident from my past. Um, this is not even my drug past. So, uh, so my, uh, so my mom, um, you know, has a couple of health issues she's uh, dealing with, and, um, you know, and I, and I know that there's. I should say first and foremost that my mom, uh, so most of my family, a lot of my family has, you know, worked in healthcare, mm-hmm. and most people in healthcare, if you know, well, your dad probably does. Your dad go to the hospital a lot? Would no. he be sick? Right. Oh God, no! He, and he's like the worst patient. Right, because he's because he's like because he sees people come in for hangnails. Oh yeah, and he's like, fuck that! I'm not going to be that guy. <laughs> exactly. And so people who work in healthcare, like it takes a lot for them to go to the hospital or to take medicine or whatever, because they see people that are just weaklings or just like mm-hmm. you know whatever, and they're just and they know that it'll and they know that for most things you just it'll pass. So, um, so like the doctor, I know that there's ostensibly some sort of opioid crisis or whatever. But either they either that doesn't exist in Kennewick, or they don't care, or they figure my mom's eighty three, so fuck it, because they like my mom doesn't even really want medication because she doesn't she hates taking she because my mom you know first of all she doesn't you know she likes to be very self reliant mm-hmm. she doesn't she doesn't ever like to give anything control over her life she's very much a control freak in the way that my family kind of is <laughs> I was gonna um, say Rick how are you related well, to that's, her well <laughs> that's I mean right and and also she doesn't like feeling doped up or whatever yeah so most of her meds. Like they give her the meds, you know, and they just go into. She has like a safe, and she, she told me she's like, she's like, by the way, she's like, someday if I'm ever not around or whatever, she's like, she's like, this safe, by the way, is just full of medication that should probably be disposed of before the wrong person finds it, you know. She's like, as they give it to me, I don't really want to take it, but you know, I might someday, so I keep the prescription, but they keep giving it to me, so I just keep putting it in this safe. Okay. So just so you know, there's all of these drugs in here. Somebody should get rid of someday if something happens to me. But it's like they just, I mean, first of all, they just give her like. Like Vicodin, just by the by the ton. I mean, they just give wow. her hundreds of. Glad nobody knows where she lives. They just give her like hundreds of Vicodin tablets, like at a time. Like here you go. And See, and like, I don't get that. Like I know people who take that stuff recreationally. I just I don't understand that. I don't. I mean, I don't understand it either. And it's it does. Like, I think it's because I've always also been around pills because like my dad is a doctor. And, like, he would just give us, like, bag- he's like, all right, if this is for, like, when you have the flu. This is for when, like, he would just, like, send us off with bags of pills. Well, and I think if you take it, I think there is something to the, I I don't know this for sure, but I think there's something to the, that if you, I have heard anyway, it could be an old wives' tale, but I've heard that if you are taking something like a hardcore prescription drug, if you're taking it for the condition for which it's prescribed. Like, in other words, so I've taken Vicodin, like, I had Vicodin prescribed me, like, I, uh, when I was, like, 20-something, I pulled my back. Mm-hmm. So I helped somebody move, and I screwed up my back really badly. And this doctor prescribed me, like, a few Lortab, which are the same thing. They're hydrocodone or oxycodone. Um, back before that was thought to be dangerous or whatever. And he gave me, like, a few Lortab, and they were fantastic yeah. because... Here's the great thing about oxycodone, <laughs> apart oh from God. everything. I am so sorry if anybody's struggling with addiction right now. I should be a drug seller. I should really should. I mean, I know they sell themselves, but I should really just be. I, I mean, should. it sounds like you're like, yeah, you're like pitching it to yourself. Well, because it, here was, I mean, I had this, the great thing about taking oxycodone was it's like when you get an over-the-counter drug. Oh, let's be honest about this. Over-the-counter drugs don't really do much, right? They'll say things like promotes sleep. 
yeah. you know, promotes wakefulness. That's just code for it doesn't do anything. That does dick all. Like it's, <laughs> you know, like like melatonin promotes sleep, meaning maybe it'll work, maybe it won't. Oh, God. Or I like, remember I tried to take melatonin when we had like our 3 a.m. show. That, yeah, it doesn't it really. did not work. Or like yeah. when somebody, you know, or it's like if you ever had like a huge headache and you take some Tylenol and it's like, you know, well, you know, like minimizes pain. Doesn't say it stops it. It might turn it down. A maybe it'll get rid of it all. But, I mean, you know, if you, like, really have serious pain, like, Tylenol will maybe lessen it, but it's not going to do – it's not going to get rid of it. Yeah. I remember having this horrible back pain. I took an oxycodone, and, like, ten minutes later, like, it was gone. I mean, it was just like a switch. It just turned off, and I was like, well, this is fantastic. That's magic, yeah. But I think if you're taking it for the, pres the condition for which it's prescribed, I think your brain processes it differently. I think it uses it – I think it puts it in the slot of, like, what it's good for. Of what it's supposed to be fixing. And then yeah. you don't – but I think if the slot marked, you know, back pain is already full, like, if, it's, if that's not active, I think your brain puts it in the – other use slot, and I think that's why people get high from it. I think it. I, in other words, I don't think if, if you don't have a if you don't have a physical problem, I think it goes into the recreational bucket. Huh? And then your brain treats it as like I think your brain then treats it differently, and you get like a, a rush or a whatever. I think that's why. Anyway, so but my mom is always my mom is always telling the doctor she's like you know you could give me fewer of these. I don't really need them or take them most. I don't like. Yeah. And the doctor's like no 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 it's fine. Here's another prescription. So the last time I was there, um. Uh, it's, it's like uh, again you know she doesn't like get around you know as, like she used to and she she's like so I have this prescription could you you know could you, could you go pick this up when you get a chance I'm gonna get fine and she's like you know and I was like uh, I'll take your ID and your whatever and, and you know most of it's like just you know whatever most like it's like antibiotics or whatever so I go to the drugstore and I walk in and again I don't live I haven't lived there for like 30 years or whatever they don't know me from anybody I'm standing in line I walk in and I just, like, give my mom's name. And I say, hey, I'm here to, to pick up a prescription. It's for my mom. Her name is blah, blah. And I give her name and her birth date or whatever. I don't even know if I got that far. I think I might have just given her name. And I goes, yeah, hold on. And he just wanders back to the stacks. And he comes back with this, like, paper bag that's got the telltale, you know, rattle in it. And he goes, okay, here you go. That'll be uh, $42.95 yeah. or whatever. And I'm like, okay, do you need to see her ID? Or do you need He's like, no, it's fine. Just sign here on the little electronic. And I look... I look, and he's just given me this giant bottle of Vicodin. I Whoa. mean, just flat out didn't ask to see, not only did not he not ask to see her ID, didn't ask to see my ID, didn't ask for any proof that I was related to her. I knew her name. I could have gotten it out of the out of the, out of the, the, the freaking Shriner's, yeah. you know, Shriner's handbook. Like, he didn't, had no, I just said her name, and he just said, here's your Vicodin for someone else. Wow. Good day to you. My sister... Who had visited a month before? By the way, she doesn't even live in this country. She's a foreigner. She went in same thing, same pharmacy. She goes, "Hi, I'm here to," and she mentions my mom's name. They hand my they hand my Canadian sister like three hundred Vicodin. They didn't ask for any. I Whoa! Didn't ask to see her ID, and even if they had, by the way, it's from a foreign government. I mean, they didn't. I mean, they just apparently doesn't stop. Here you go. Have a great day. Would you like some Almond Brothers to listen to with that? Like they just had no. Wow. It was crazy. So you know what's weird? And now that I'm thinking about it, because I just went to pick up my crazy pills a couple days ago, and they totally didn't ask for my ID either. No, no. it's I mean they well, just asked for my birth date. I mean, now do they know you by sight? No. Yeah, that's weird. That is weird. Now that I'm thinking about it, because I go to the. A, I'm assuming that's a controlled medication. It, so it's, yeah, it is. That's it's, a weird. Well, that's strange. That is odd now because they just asked for my name and my date of birth. Yeah. And then that's it. Yeah. And they just gave me my my bag of crazy pills. Which really, I mean. Like, which anyone could as, figure out. Yeah, as yeah. the internet has told us, like, anybody, it's like when the bank like, has a security question that's like, what street were you born on or whatever. I mean, it's like something you could find out 
like with ten, you know, yeah. ten seconds of research on Google. No, they. I think that happens. I mean, I think that's really the problem with the opioid crisis. Really, is it's not that like those drugs are somehow bad. It's that like there's fools just handing them out left and right to you know. You have an honest face. Here you go. Yeah. It's like they, they asked me like zero. That's weird. Qualifying, especially for like that kind of for drug. For that drug, which apparently, which by all rights is the one they keep trying to quote crack down on, just handing it out just like candy. I mean, it was just. And again, it just went home. My mom's like, thanks. She like put it in the safe and didn't take it. But I mean, if I were a less scrupulous person. Or if I were just some guy that knew her name, yeah, and like had happened to see, I mean, like I so I uh, I once had um, I used to have medication like sent to my house, like if I you know like a my 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 insurance company or whatever they mm. would like, do a thing if they would just send it to you, if I had to get medication I would have it sent to my house, and it's like one time it got t- taken out of my mailbox, and it was like from that point on I knew that I hadn't I couldn't have it delivered to my house anymore I had to go like pick it up in person because I was like well now some guy somewhere in the neighborhood knows. That this medication comes to this house, yeah, and he sees on the label like refill every X days, so he knows when the next one will be coming. So now I just have to go pick it up in person, cause yeah. I would, like, cause now that guy will just be, you know, if I was him, I would just be waiting every three months oh, or whatever creepy. to steal it. Yeah, but it's, I don't know how we got off into this whole thing. The point is, I'm old. That's really where I was getting <laughs> with this. Hey, speaking of me being old, what is it with kids and their oh, pegged God. jeans these days? Have you seen kids are wearing the rolled pegged cuffs? I on don't, their jeans? Frick, we're old. I don't get fashion these days. Have you seen all the kids with their face tattoos? And, no. Is that a... Rick? Is, really? Have you not seen this? Where would I have seen the kids, first of all? All the kids and and the, and the tattoos on their faces. They have, like... like Mike Tyson tattoos? Like, shitty like, tattoos. No, it's are like... Are these, like, little Zan tattoos? <laughs> yes, but they all have, like, little, like, horseshoes. Oh, or, like, like, things that say, like, truth underneath their eyes. Or, like... Just random, it's like smatterings of shitty tattoos everywhere is like the new thing. Okay. Especially I, on the faces. See, that's a, I mean, I know that I'm like the billionth person to say this. I know, I don't. I, <laughs> but I mean, people, you know, I mean, even when I was like 20-something, like adults, old people who were in their 40s would say things like, well, that tattoo is going to look weird when you're in the nursing home. The interesting thing is we are getting to the point chronologically, where within a few years, we'll have the first wave of people in a nursing home that are just covered with tattoos and weird piercings. Yeah. Like, it's not that far off because you'll, where you'll go into a retirement center and there's going to be some dude with, like, gauged things in his ears and, like, a huge nose ring and, like, a thing that says, like, thug life or whatever, like, on his... That's on awesome. His, you know, like, it's... <laughs> and so, and then, like, 40 years now, it'll be those kids with the brony tattoos or whatever and they're going to be in a, yeah, in I mean, a nursing home. Like, that's... Like, that's well, what what's that? considered, like, sexy. no. It's See? like the worst. No, thank you. And I don't get it. Like I, I don't. Yeah, we. You know, the hand of time comes for us all, and I know that I'm a lot older than I was, but I just don't understand that. Well, I try not to do things that are deal breakers, and to me, one of the reasons I don't have to. Well, I mean, first of all, I'm just a huge coward, and I just don't want needles near me because I'm just I'm weak. The other thing is also I can't think of any design that I. I've thought about, like, is there a design that I would like enough or that is meaningful enough that I would get a tattoo of it? I think if I could come up with a design that somehow meant enough to me or that I would, that I felt like I wouldn't regret, mm-hmm. I'd get a tattoo. But I can't, nothing like that has ever occurred to me. But the other thing is also, like, that's a, getting a tattoo in a place that's not covered by reasonable clothing immediately shuts all kinds of doors for you, I feel like. And maybe that's what some people are after. Yeah. I mean, I know a guy who got a whole sleeve, the arm sleeve tattoo. And I think and I think he said he said he literally got it because he didn't want to go back to working in like an insurance office. Mm-hmm. And he's like he's like this way I'm less likely to go back and get a white collar job cuz like this is going to keep me out of some jobs I probably don't want to go back to. Fair enough. 
I, That's kind I, of like when I got out of TV, I remember, like, I didn't get the tattoo, but I remember as soon as I ended up quitting on Coin 6, I dyed my hair bright pink. Right. Because I'm like, I don't want to go back. This is, right. yep, this is what I'm doing. And yep. that's, the face tattoo will keep you from getting certain jobs, right? Like, you're probably not going to be... I don't think that's, I don't think that's unfair to say. Yeah. I think that's true. But I, but I, but see, I, that's the other thing where I think, I think I'm just too cowardly. Like, I don't, like, I don't want to burn any bridges by getting, you know, like a, you know, whatever, just by getting a... You know, some giant thunderbolt or something put across my yeah, nose. Yeah, I mean, I just like, don't, I don't. Yeah, I don't feel that passion. Like, why would you want something like that's just an image that doesn't mean anything? Like, right in the middle of your forehead. I don't know. I, I mean, I it. it's. I mean, I don't want to read too much into people who get tattoos because it's some of my best friends have tattoos, but it's. Uh, I don't know. There's a. I think there's. There comes a point. There comes some event horizon where you have. I think once you have X number of tattoos or some percentage of your body is covered, I sometimes feel. Maybe not always, but I sometimes feel like that speaks to some larger issue. You know, and whatever. And we've all got... Clearly, I'm crazy, right? Like, I'm not saying I'm not. <laughs> clearly, I'm crazy. I think we've covered that we're both a little insane. Like, a normal person does not say, I'm going to go sit behind a microphone or on a stage or behind a camera and tell all of these deeply personal anecdotes <laughs> from my life, most of which are embarrassing to me. <laughs> like, and I know a normal person... We're going to give an impassioned plug for... Um, you know, pills that we were both obsessed with yeah, 20 years ago. how awesome cocaine is. I, like, I, so clearly, I'm not saying I'm well-adjusted. I'm hiding from my shrink. Uh, so, But I sometimes feel like when I see people with a lot of tattoos, I sometimes wonder if that's a... Uh, I sometimes wonder if that's a whole trying to fix my insides with my outside kind of a thing. Hmm. You know, if it's a whole, I'm unhappy with who I am. And so the easiest way to do that is to change who who I you might know, is to change how I look at the outside. I'm not saying that's always the case, but I yeah. feel like sometimes with the extreme, like it's like the extreme because it is a form of body modification, and there is a point where that becomes I think a little bit where you just like well maybe if I do this I'll feel normal inside. Maybe yeah. if I do this I'll feel normal. inside. I've always been so jealous of people like because I just don't have that in me. Like whenever I've seen people with like the full sleeves or like all like the different designs, like I don't even know how you even come up with something to cover that much of your body. Like. Right. I, mean, I just don't think I could create something like that. It's, I can't. Yeah, I can't think of enough imagery. Like I can't. I. I mean, I, you know, people are like really, and it, sometimes it's like really strangely specific ideas. Yeah. Where it's like it, you know, where it's like I don't know, it's like three mosquitoes and a setting sun and Jerry Garcia in the foreground and then a guy driving, you know, like a '59 Fairlane, and you're just like, well, that is really specific. What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> it's very oddly specific. What does that mean? Like where, where, why is? What are you doing? So I mean, it's anyway. I it's so that's not. I mean, I don't even know we're talking about tattoos, but that's oh. <laughs> Lil Xan. Lil Xan. Lil Xan, by the way. Because oh, because you're talking about peg jeans, and I was talking about face tattoos. And also, not even just peg jeans, but so I had to drive by, is it Cleveland High on the way here, the one on Powell and 26th by yes. Burgerville? Yes, yes. Uh -huh. uh, so my only exposure, this sounds inadvertently profane, my only exposure to teenagers, my only exposure to, to, like, I don't really go to the mall or whatever at this point, so it's like my only exposure to the young people and kind of what they're doing or dressing as, it's like yeah. when I drive by that school, if it's like lunchtime or whatever, I'll see like huge like flocks of, you know, kids and I'll get to sort of sit at the stoplight and go like, so this is what kids are doing these days. Yeah, fair enough. But so it's like the peg jeans mm -hmm. where they're like rolled and cuffed or whatever, like they're all auditioning to be in social distortion. And then, but then today, I had sort of joked about this, but apparently it's a real thing. It's like the peg cuff jeans and then full on acid wash. Oh yeah. The fuck? I know. That's the thing where I wanted to stop the car, and not even as an old, I wanted to be like, dude, I've been there. It's yeah. ugly. I lived through the 80s. Don't, why are you doing this? When I see these, like, little girls dressed, um, like, at, they're out of Adelia's catalog, because that's what they think that the 90s were like, no. I was like, God, the 90s were so bad. Yeah. You're like, you're dressing like the movies that 
that were, came out in the nineties that nobody actually dressed like exactly. Dressed that's, yeah, that's, yeah. yeah, I mean that's a that is, that's a, and that's a perfect way to put it too. Yeah. It's like some weird distilled down version of like. You know, exactly uh, like with the flannel shirts and like the um, yeah, like everything that they're wearing. I'm like, I just think this is the imagery that was projected from the '90s that you think was the '90s, well, it's like but they, it's not. Like yeah. they watched the Heights or something. Exactly, or they watched Singles yeah. or something. I yeah. should dress like this. The and Heights. Who name checks the Heights? I was trying to come up with something that wasn't clueless or whatever, but oh it's, my um, god, the Heights, baby. The Heights. Uh, oh. And it's you know, and so they watch it and they go, well, I guess this is. Which I'm sure that my, I mean, I know. I mean, again, I I. The funny thing is, I remember having these conversations when I was like 20, hearing 40-year-old guys talk about this then and going, why are the 70s back? The 70s sucked. Yeah. As I was like going to see Kiss, you know, or whatever. And it's like, but I remember like in the 80s, in the 80s, it was all about the 60s. Yeah. Like in the 80s, everybody had like peace signs and John Lennon glasses, and I'm sure I did too, just because I was, I didn't know what the fuck. Because there's this, there's this illusion that like, like adults sometimes say this thing. I think I have this advantage, you and I both, I think, by not having kids. Because when you become a parent... I have this theory, when you have become a parent, there's whole sections of your brain that shut off and they board themselves up and you no longer have access to them. Because because it's, because it's I think people have a fairly decent or accurate memory of what their, what their younger years were like mm-hmm. until they have kids. Then they completely forget what it's like to be a teenager or what they were like as a teenager. Yeah. So if somebody who's never had kids, you know, suddenly has kids... A whole things, a whole, all you know, a whole bunch of things about them change. It's like they become. I mean, it's and I've heard a lot of you know people with kids talk about this. Talk about you know that's like uh, Chuck Klosterman wrote this essay about. He's like all these things that I thought were just cliches are now happening to me. He's like I have kids, so now I can no longer watch a movie where a kid is in danger. He's like I yeah. just can't. It's like me with dogs. Like I can't watch a movie where the dog dies. Mm-mm. And he's like, so I all these things. He's like I can't watch any movie where a child is dangling off a bridge or something. He's like I just can't do it. But I think once you have kids, there's all these sections of your brain that you are no longer able to read. And that's why, because I think if you remembered accurately what you did and were like as a teenager, you would be even more petrified as the parent of a teenager. You probably wouldn't be able to function. Right, because it's like, I mean, I think that's why every, I think that's why every few years we get this whole wave of the whole kids today with their revealing clothing and their sexualized music and whatever, which has always been the case, or at least been the case since the 60s. But it's like, but parents have this whole, when I was a, when I was a, you know, a, a boy, girl, whatever, when I was that age, we didn't do, and of course you did all of those things. Mm-hmm. When you were, you know, pick any parent, and unless, unless they're, an, unless they're aberrant, it's like, well, when you were a teenager, you were either having sex or trying to have sex. Mm-hmm. You were drinking and getting fucked up or, or trying to, or going to parties where everybody was. And I'm yep. not saying that those things are advisable, but it is worth noting you did those things, and guess what? You're here and you're alive. Mm-hmm. So maybe you shouldn't do it, but kids do those things, and for the most part, it kind of works out, and they navigate it through and whatever. But when you become an adult, you completely forget that, and you have this vision of yourself being virginal and pure and unadventurous as a teenager, because otherwise, you would otherwise those nights when your kid is out late and you don't know where they are, you would be as as frightening as that is as a parent. I think. I think it would be a hundred times as frightening if you could accurately remember what you were doing at that age. Oh, God. So so that's my thing, is it's like, so I think people block this out. So when kid, so when they say, so even now, like, I'm like, the kids and their peg jeans and their acid wash, get your own. Well, I was like, I mean, I know that I had this whole thing of like, 
there's this fiction that like a, that kid, teenagers want to be different. Teenagers all want to stand out, and mm-hmm. it's here. It's partially true. They want to stand out from adults, but they often want to look just like each other. That's a kids don't want to be different yeah. from their immediate peer group. If you you know, and it's like so you may not want to look like a football player, but you know you may want to dress just like all the other goth kids, or just mm-hmm. like all the other metal kids, or just like all the other you know whatever kids. And so I think that's the uh, so I I know that in high school I had like all of this hideous bullshit that I would wear like I I think at some point I had like round John Lennon you know sunglasses or whatever that I had and I'm sure oh, yeah. I wore like shit with peace signs on them cause no because like, I had in the 90s it was the 70s it's oh, so, like that was the same I, I had bad. like my bell bottoms and like all like I don't know like like hemp bat like purses yeah. and all kinds of like necklaces and things yeah and so it's just it's like a and so when I see these kids wearing acid wash I mean part of me wants to go like. Not good then, no. not good now. But I also know that, like, I also know that my opinion is totally invalid because they are living in an entirely different context. Yeah. And that, you know, and that they are not, you know, and that they they don't have the same associations with it because they did not go through, just because they don't, just because it's, you know, they don't have all of the baggage. And good for them. Mm-hmm. They don't have all the baggage that, that comes with all of that stuff because I know when I see acid wash, it's less than I'm recoiling I mean, acid wash is sort of ugly, but I know that it's less about acid wash being ugly and more about when I see acid wash, I remember myself being an awkward, spotty-faced 15-year-old. Yeah, what you associate it with. That's totally all of the emotional baggage is just, like, comes with it. Yeah. My only other point here is that for the longest time when I was trying to, like, talk about the kids and their music, I would say Skrillex. But I think even at that point, that became old. So yes. now Lil Xan is my new cultural oh, reference. Oh, isn't but he even the dead one? No, he's alive. Uh, who's the other? Who's the the dead? Oh, we ta- I think we talked about this before. Because I didn't even know he existed until you guys told me about him. Yes, because then because we had fallen down the face tattoo. I'm, I'm sorry. I just I'm kind of fascinated by it. Like if you ever look up the hashtag on Instagram, like hashtag face tattoos, uh-huh. it's just thousands of little shit apples with like tattoos. Shit apples. Yeah, with like little like crappy face tattoos everywhere. Okay. Well, I don't know. It's, it's a... fast. I don't know why I find it so fast. I think it's because I'd, like it's such a. How old are we talking? These like kids? 14, 15, 16? I thought you had to be like 18 to get a tattoo. No, kids these days. Kids these days. <laughs> dude, they have like, they're covered in tattoos. And kids not, are. I, I don't mean, understand how. Yeah. And I mean, I know that someday there'll be like a, a, whatever, like a drone laser or whatever that'll come to your house to take your tattoo off. But that mm. day's not today. Nah, I don't know. Like I've seen, like, because I do see, I live near a high school and I see kids and I see tattoos. I see multiple tattoos on children. And I know I'm old because I started, I was about you to. You can, s- do you want that water? Thank you. You're welcome. I'm not taking pills. Oh, you have your <laughs> You're taking pills. <laughs> I lost my little pill carrier. I need to buy another one. And they have those at Walgreens for like $6. Oh yeah, they're in the old people pill section, They are. Right? They're right by the yep. pill crusher and the pill grinder and, you know. Yes, like and then everything. the pill, like the Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. The whole, I have to take everything with applesauce. <laughs> Yes. Uh, Did you drop one of your I pills? I dropped one. If you find a uh oh, if you find a yellow, don't roll over it. A yellow pill on the. Oh, is it a good one? What is it? Sell it no. for ten dollars at the high school. <laughs> I'm, so I'm told. Well, Rick right. is now rolling around looking for his pill. Well, this is the other. I mean. Oh right. man. I just don't want to grind it. We're into so. Dust. All right. Well, I'll find it later. Okay. I'm sure it's down there. I, I certainly won't obsess over where my pill went. Well, it's we've been talking for an hour and a half anyway, and I about need to drugs, so about drugs, and I have to get. I, I kid you not, I'm actually going. I have an appointment today at a consignment store to sell some of my clothes. Excellent. Well, they'll take some of your clothes. They never take my stuff. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if they will. Well, no, you have better clothes. You have good uh, taste in clothing. You know I'm trying to get rid of some of my stuff. Like I'm not going to go like all like like clean everything, but I right. do have like way too many. clothes. I basically live in a closet. No, no, no. It's good. I mean, it's. I'm a big fan yeah. of. I'm a big fan of. of Having fewer things mm. and streamlining, and it's like I like I'm not like living in some, 
shack or whatever, which is yeah. a hardwood floor. But it's like, but I, I am a, I am a, for the last couple of years, I've been on a concerted push to have to own fewer things. Well, it's the fewer things but better things. Totally. You know, so I have like one, like I have this sort of coffee table thing. It's really good. I mean, it, it starts to sound like a sort of a fight club thing where you're like, well, I have the coffee table thing handled, but it's like, you know, but it's like, it's really good. I'm happy with it. I like it. And, you know, and I, and I, but I got rid of all of the furniture that I didn't really mm. use or really like. So, you know, it's like, having, I'm a big fan of having less stuff. Yeah, like I don't really have any furniture. Yeah. Uh, that stacks up before you realize it. Have you ever, have you ever been to Village Merchants on 40th and Division? I have not. Oh, so that's, it's like a consignment clothing kind of store thing. So that's where I'm going to. I mean, I just go to like, I mean, I. I stopped even trying because I would go to Buffalo Exchange and they would just laugh. Oh my gosh, me too. And then um, they would say that they'll like take the, the clothes that um, that they don't like and donate them. And then I saw them selling the fucking clothes Are that they said that me? they were going to donate. All those fuckers. I know. I was so that was the la- that was oh. the last time I brought my stuff there. I was like, you told me that that shirt was ugly. Those dicks. And then those fuckers put it. I saw it like hanging on a rack for twelve dollars. I'm like, oh. Wow. That is not cool, man. Well, so are you? So we have to. So I'm guessing we have to wrap this. Yes, I feel like so we haven't even started the show somehow. No, we've been talking for two hours. My, the final thing I'll say is this, because I, I don't, I don't think I told you this. The, the, the only Tell thing me. Buffalo Exchange has ever purchased for me is that I bought. Because um, I have no problem buying used clothing. Like some people get weirded out by that. Or oh, like buying most on, of the stuff I buy is used. Yeah, yeah. Like, I even like I'll get clothing on eBay sometimes if I know it's my size or whatever. Like if I'll buy, like I'll buy jeans. Because there's this, like, uh, the kind of Levi's I make, they sort of stopped making them. Mm-hmm. And so if I find them on eBay, I'll buy them. So somebody was on eBay was selling. It was like, she's like, oh, my sons grew out of these or whatever, so I'm just selling them. And I was like, okay. And it was like my, it was like my size, my the cut that I like and whatever. And I was like, fun. She had, like, four pairs. And I was like, I'll buy all four pairs. Awesome. awesome, yeah. Bought all four. I don't know if I didn't read it closely enough or if she somehow, like, screwed up the packaging. So I got four pairs of jeans, and I was trying them on. And they all Three pairs of jeans were fine. The fourth pair... Uh, they were this cut. It's like Levi's five twelves, and they're basically like if you're a member of the plain white tees. Oh god! They're like skinny boy hipster. Oh yeah. Emo jeans. I almost took a photo of myself in them because I was like, well, these jeans feel snug. And I looked in the mirror and I was like, oh god, no! And it like gave me the little like bird legs, the little pipe cleaner legs. Oh my gosh! You have to take a picture of that. It honestly, it was like I was wearing those. What are those denim spandex things that look like jeans but they're really spanks? Jeggings. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It looked like I was wearing. The, I mean, it was unreal. It was like. I mean, I looked. I looked like Kate Moss. It was like, and that's I, awesome. I, at, that's the limit to my shame. I was like, I should take a photo of these, and I thought, nope, taking these off. And uh, I, and Buffalo Exchange bought those. That's the only thing they've ever purchased for me. So, of course Jesus. they did. <laughs> well, I am so. Thank you for talking with me today. This has been so. I, I love. I forgot how much I just love sitting and listening to you chatter. Yes, it's. I it's mean, it's wonderful. I. It's nice of you to say that. It's, it's <laughs> clearly, I just get this like weird backlog of bullshit in my head that just. I don't even up. think we hit your list. No, I didn't even. Which is fine. I'm not even complaining. Yeah. I just have all of this. Well, then you're just gonna have to come in. And, yeah. yeah. Do you want to just read your list? Real no, quick? it wouldn't make any sense. <laughs> I mean, it would sound even crazier than you know. No. All right, so Rick, for everybody out there, what has Rick Emerson been up to? This and that. This and that and the other. You know. All the things. Things, yes. He's busy doing things, stuffing things, trying on little lady pants. Yes. <laughs> Scouring the floor of my house for anything that looks like drugs. Oh, my gosh. Oh, did you find your pill? No. I'll look later. Okay. Or just leave it as a bonus for someone. Oh, God. Someone's probably just going to come rooting around in the studio trying to get the pill. I don't know. I feel really energetic during today's <laughs> show. I don't know why. Well, thank you for, you know, thank you for working with me when I after I ate that much no-hose. 
Yes. I was not feeling good when Rick showed up today. I'm like, uh, this is not working. No, no, well. no. It's I, I, and it seems like you feel better. I feel not, better. You played through it. You did well. It's I feel better. Thank you. So hopefully now I am not going to be shamed, and they actually want to buy my clothes. Yeah, no, I mean it's no. I, I feel like you have good. You have you have a good sense for those sorts of things. We'll see. I don't know. I had to schedule an appointment like three months ago. You had to schedule an appointment at a consignment store. Yeah, because they have a. Because it's like. Is this per- like some upscale Portlandy? It's brand not new? really upscale, but uh, I need money, and I have a lot of clothes, so right. I'm like. So I didn't realize that you had to schedule it out so far, but I mean they do take like high quality clothes and sell them for a reasonable price. Okay. So right. I have like a couple leather jackets and stuff, so I'm gonna bring it and see okay. if that's good enough. All right, it's not like one of those. It's not one of those annoying like one word stores that oh, have cropped up now. Oh God, like, no, know. no, like an ampersand store. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. no. Okay. No, no, no. This is like, it's it's hippy dippy. Okay. Yeah. Excellent. No, all it's right. definitely like well, old Portland. We're all pulling for you. Yes. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. And Rick, where can people follow you on your adventures? Uh. <laughs> Oh, well, Walking down the street, hiding I was going to say, uh, you could just scan the stores on <laughs> Belmont and maybe look behind the card racks. Uh, well, you go to rickemerson.com, but it would be pointless. Uh, there's nothing there. Uh, someday, if I do say anything, <laughs> yes. it'll be there. Uh, and I'm on, uh, I'm usually on, I'm, well, I'm on AM Northwest. Yes. Uh, usually the second uh, Thursday of each month right now, but that varies. So okay. uh, you can sort of check your local listings if that's so matters So it'll be next Thursday? Or would it be I'm, this? I'm, I've already done my one for January, okay. so I think it's yeah. second Thursday of February. Okay, I don't know. Cool. If you go on their website, if it's if it really seems like a crucial component of your life, you go online and the, their website will tell you. It sure so, is. Yes, it should be. All right. Well, thank you. So, and follow RickEmerson.com because when something happens, that's where you can find it out. Exactly. All the stuff and things. Okay, I'm going to go die now. Yes, that's probably a good idea. All right. Well, uh, yeah, thank you for listening, everybody. Um, we'll be back on Monday. Big thanks to Rick Emerson. Good day to you. Good day to you, sir. I said good day. (laughs) And have a wonderful weekend, y'all. And talk to you on Monday with more fun on Pummet Radio. Did you find it? Oh, I thought you picked it up. And happy birthday, Trina. Oh.